Blog Talk Radio. Throughout the ages, the ruling elite have known that man is not alone in the universe. There is archaeological evidence which suggests that long ago, planet Earth was visited by extraterrestrials, and these alien beings have been mythologized as gods. 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 Blue pill. Red pill. SK Reyes. Black Dot. Ghetto Shaman. Shitsu. Look at all. I brought some friends with me tonight. We about to get it in. We about to put it down for y'all. From a time before time before time, I reemerge with an urge to purge on my demiurge. Every line's designed to realign your spine. Thirty-third with the word, I done gave birth to many earths. Anyverse, miniverse, universe, I'm the verse, in the verse, out of verse, shit of verse, I'm the worst. I'm serious, be I'll appear mysteriously. Yes, it's off and bring the coffin. The one who's doing the killing is me. It's the god that wants you hip hop decoded. It's flip flop the motive, not shit hops promoted. It's locked and loaded, with no pen I wrote it. You open like chakras, it's hot so quoted. I'm skeptillion of all this reptilian talk. Likely it's IE who might be the villain of sorts. Makes a million walk march with Darkillian thoughts. Darkness will spark this fake artist killing a sport I'm on another plane like I just missed my flight I got another lane when I write Give up all the brains and I'm right I bet she likes me The rest of us at the Pisces Stepping on life and ignite me Excite she and Pisces But she's a goddess So I'ma hit her with the hardest Nigga, I'm honest But against your knowledge I just wanted to pay homage Yeah, paying homage Next up One track, 16 bars You're witnessing God Spit the science advantage like Wallace Farad I left my car, but my coffin was empty Military MPO, king of my brow, simply I'm the Alpha and Omega, the innovators How I became king among the haters Round two on earth, prophetic verse My poetic artillery has now gotten worse The last shall be first, so the curses, patience The goons are with me, galactic federations Hell been on enacting revelations This is bigger than all your Facebook relations they don't want me with the Sufis discussing Allah They don't want me with Rashid learning Kabbalah They can't pronounce my name so I'm deemed alien But I'm ducky for life and tactfully Machiavellian Blue pill, let's get Welcome to the Jubilee Observing the splendor of all of my jewelry It reflects the inner super Haru in me Around two or three I arrive to the function stunting with proper teams Lots of bling, bracelets, chains, and copper rings is not a thing, it comes natural, like laughter This is for my hoppercrack niggas in the plaza My fellow rappers, swinging daggers, made out of jasper Staffs of Gideon, Lockett, and Dravidians It's the clash of idiom, the clash of meridians A master millennium, observing all of my splendor the aura, they golden, unfolding agendas, expose the contenders, expose the pretenders, they take him to court, hell front and center, and fold them like fenders, return them to sender. Just enter a mentor, enter the center, enter the printer, the printer, reemerge, reborn, covered in splendor placenta. I was sent to represent splendor. A mentor, advancing agendas. A law that dancing with engines with stars. Regards from courtesy, 
of KB, S King Black Dot, Red Blue, Return of the Superhero, says who? The Blue Pillar, Trill Nigga, Ill Nigga, Real Nigga, Real Nigga, Who was you? Who was you? Just to make it through the days of antiquity We mix the haze with the pippery Blaze it religiously We was raised in the mystery The law told you could buy me in a law scroll They tore that page out of history On how amazing my niggas be We was oh so marvelous in Greece Prestigious in Egypt They even praised us in Sicily You ask who I be Direct descendants of the Barbies The Malcolm, the Drew Ali Some niggas got two IDs Unplugged from the system like two IVs I went against Billy Bob Crackers and Mariah You know what? All of these rappers should retire Or practice with Mariah Or something like the lawnmower chapters of the wire And with tired for hire Supplier of the fire and the brimstone Fanatic with the post-traumatic syndrome The provider of the gemstone Oh yeah, we gliding on the bench chrome The twins twins going through the fall of empire Like the modern-day Flintstones Spaceships from the Texans We flying higher than Jim Jones Got the phone call from Hover and Oz They searching for signs of intelligence Like Tuberovas on Mars We outshining competition Supernovas and stars Radio, you are now rocking with the best. This is your host, the Red Pill. I'm joined by my co-host, the Blue Pill. The KTL is broadcasting live and direct from the ATL. We're in the building with Royal Immortal, the ghetto shaman. Say peace. Yes, sir. That track that you just heard is The Secret Chiefs, Return to the Superhead Rules. I want to give a special... Super duper shout out to all of the family that has sent us love and energy. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, very much well received. We dropped the video last Friday. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, we just getting we dropped it on the Equinox. As a matter of fact, when was that? Tuesday? Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and um, it's just been love ever since. And it just goes to show the power of the visual because all kind of things are terraforming and changing before our eyes as we see it, you know what I mean? You know, with the love, also comes the hate. So they try to sprinkle salt on the turtle shell, but you know how that goes. But, um, you know, tonight is a very special show, very monumental show. Uh, We're doing what we told y'all we was going to do, and we're bringing the gods of decoding on the show to deal with this whole thing of the uh, the phenomena of the Illuminati in the hip-hop and also the corporate takeover of hip-hop 
and a brother who has wrote, has written a profound book called Willie Lynch's New Slaves, uh, brother Philip A. Muhammad, alongside the prolific Black Dot. Shout out to the Dot. Will be here to drop a bomb on the hip hop industry, and this will be, believe you me, the information that you're gonna get from this one is gonna change everything. So sit back and wait for that. Um, I believe we got the brother Ampu as well on the line. I'm not sure if he's uh, going to call in, but if he is, open up your line. Yeah, yeah, peace, God. I'm here. I got the, I got the children in the background, so I'm going to be on mute for a little bit. I got yeah. Brother Majestic hit me, said he's going to be calling in, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got the, you know, just look out for the number. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, we're going to jump on that switchboard in a minute. All right. So um, let's just talk about some things that are coming up. We have, what do we have coming up? Hold, hold on a minute. Yeah, on Monday, I'm doing a Morris class for the family that's out in the ATL. I'll get you the, I'll get you the correct address when I do get it from my brother KT. Um, I'll be doing that class on Monday, participating in that class in New York. We're going to be doing not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, I believe the Morris class with sister Roz. And then the Tuesday before that Wednesday, we're going to be debuting, re-debuting Nodalesh Theater alongside Marrakesh Empire. Yes. Marrakesh Empire, Nodalesh Media will be coming together at the National Moorish Theater, and we're going to be bringing it home. We're going to be talking about all things Moorish. So, and we're also going to be attempting to uh, broadcast with live stream. So stay stay tuned for that one. That's going to be monumental. That's going to be a precursor to the A-City Tour. But um, we figured that the family, um, before we even go out on the A-City Tour, the family, we're going to do the preliminary for the family with the information. So, when we hit the tour, we don't lose, you know what I mean, with the information, we don't lose everybody. We're all on the same page due to the uh, the courses and whatnot. On Sunday at LIU, the return of LIU, Brother Shabazz is back, you know what I'm saying, for the family that's familiar with the uh, the original uh, lecture circuit, the I Open the I Open Up Productions, we have Brother Shabazz returning with Wayne Chandler. And um, you know the, the title of that lecture? Yeah, I'm not too sure the title of that lecture, but I'm definitely sure it's going to be profound. So if you're in the NY tri-state area, please support that. October 3rd is Brother Polite and Bushwick with guest hosts Madam Butterfly and um, Noble Ann Pooh. And then October 31st is going to be it's going to be a Halloween special. Brother Polite is throwing a Halloween special at the at Marcus Garvey. Yeah, it's yeah. Ho hold on a minute. Peace, family. It's the brother Blue Pill. On October thirty first, the uh, the brother Polite will be having an engagement dealing with uh, reversing the energy of Halloween. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to be having alkalized candy treats at this particular function. They're also going to be going deep into the science, you know what I'm saying, of magic and spells and explaining 
how these particular things are being cast on the children by proxy and way of um, that particular day. Like, let's take this for an example, you know what I'm saying, being that we have the attention about this particular thing. I want to illustrate this to the family. If October 31st is the gate, right, when the spirits roam the earth, right, the gate is open and the spirits are roaming the earth, and your children are intaking, you know, yellow six and red 40 and all types of other chemical drugs that are on par with crack cocaine, this is allowing your children to be open and susceptible to walk-ins, you know what I'm saying, to spirits and all sorts of entities that will be on this particular plane looking for a host. So this is the particular time, especially that day is a day before November, you know, which is the last month in the Jason um, trilogy or what have you, you know what I mean, July, August, September, October, November, you know what I'm saying? So that last particular month where high rituals are done, you know, Halloween is something that's put in place so those particular uh, entities can inhabit the bodies of your children and wreak havoc on this particular plane. So to thwart that, we are going to be getting together with the Brother Polite. We have been invited to also speak on that particular day um, if time permits us because we also have a previous engagement in Ohio. So if that doesn't pan out, we would definitely be in the building bringing the information to the family. You know, this is an open call to brothers and sisters to actually dress in your own costumes, indigenous costumes, showing yourself in your glory, you know what I'm saying, and bringing that to the forum. There will be an award given, yes, you know, come in your splendor, you know what I'm saying, in all of your splendor, there will be an award given to the best costume, you know what I'm saying? So this is something that is being done with every intention to reverse the energy of the ritualistic spell known as Halloween, all right? Hold on one second, family. Okay, I'm going to allow the Brother Blue Pill to, I mean, Brother Red Pill to get itself together in terms of logging in and everything. Um, again, uh, we want to remind you again that uh, this Sunday, Wayne Chandler will be in Brooklyn returning to the historic venue known as LIU. You know what I'm saying? This is where a lot of history took place. This is where initially uh, I opened up production, you know what I'm saying, cut their teeth and did it all, all of those historic lectures that the family might see, the Phil and Bobby, you know what I'm saying, Delbert, and, um, and many others, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what's going to be going on this Sunday. Before we get off the air, I'm going to make it our business to get you the Brother Shabazz number. So you could contact the brother and um, get any additional necessary information that you need so you can attend this particular lecture. All right. Give us one second. I'm trying to get into this blog talk. And uh, there's apparently some problems on the uh, on the login page or what have you. But uh, I want to speak on 
the energy, you know what I'm saying, the energy that has pretty much hit a crescendo during this particular time period of Mars and Scorpio, the equinox, the full moon, you know, the uh, the planet actually made a planetary shift at 11.09 p.m. on Wednesday, heading into the equinox, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that are happening that are monumental, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the repositioning of this planet and the energy that it's receiving, you know what I mean? And definitely Mars and Scorpio being one of the most notable uh, factors and the fact that it's uh, pretty much bringing a lot of emotions out of people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, be very mindful of that heading into this weekend in this particular cycle. Uh, we're here in the ATL. It's beautiful in the A. You know what I'm saying? The, the energy is at a is at a very is at a very very high level down here. You know what I'm saying? Believe it or not, I'm feeling a whole lot of different vibes down bottom than I am up top. And this is always some place where they like to say there's a lot of confusion going on, but the energy is very clear out here. You know, shout out to my brother KT, the art degree, who's getting married tomorrow, you know, doing a noble thing. So, you know, we're in the building to witness that and participate and definitely bring the necessary energy forth that's needed to make this a complete success. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, brother Ampu, you still online? Yeah, I'm here. I got the children at the table and the phone on the charger, so I'm, I'm on mute. I don't want yeah, them yeah, to blast yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem, no problem, uh, because I'm having a problem getting into the blog talk switchboard. All right. By any chance, do you see yeah, any numbers from anybody that's supposed to be calling in at this particular time? I know Black Dot is calling from a 917-292 number. What dot is he? 917 what? 292. No. Okay. Do you see any hands up at this particular time? Yeah, 1336. All right, Jock, Dot this call. He on. He on. Okay. All right. So when you get a chance, could you please open up Dot's line? Yes, and I guess anybody else who's supposed to be calling in. Is anyone on the line? Yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody on the line that's supposed to be on the show, raise your hand at this particular point. We will bring you on the show. Peace. 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 What's good? It's Dot in the building. Peace to Black Dot. Peace to the Dot. What's good, fam? Everything is good, man. We in the building. We here. You know what I'm saying? KTL's in the ATL. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. Peace to my man, the Ghetto Shaman, some love. Oh, yes, indeed. Ghetto Shaman says, send shoe. Send shoe. Hold on one second. There you go, right there. Shoot, shoe. Peace. Peace. Shoot, God, what's good? What's going on, man? 
hand up our ways, you know, trying to get them on time. I already know. I already know. We on the air or we we on the back line? Nah, we in the Oh, we on the air. Okay, good looking, good looking. We in the east, baby. So comfortable with each other, man. Yeah, man. So what's up, people? September 29th, Wednesday, those in Atlanta come down to 1148 Euclid Ave, underground celebrity. You know, let's talk shit, spiritually high intellectual thought, coming attractions, promotions. Uh, first Wait, in Durham, she was dancing. Like I didn't even know she was killing, killing. Killin yeah, she's like, she can't play your trombone. I'm like, hell, I ain't had it. All that extra, I hear. Reverb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess the gods are getting together. You know how it is, uh, especially when you're not operating out of your home base. You know, true, they, true, they, they, true. they on the road, so, you know, they got to get it together. So everybody out there, be patient. We're going to get it together. We're get it rocking. Yeah, man. I Peace. Peace. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm in the building. Okay. Now I was seeing a, a, a feedback in the background. I didn't know what that was. Okay. We good? Yes. Do you know what number the brother should be calling from? I have no idea, but I, I know he's from L.A., so it's probably going to be an L.A. number. All right. Uh, brother Ampoo, can you open up that 336 number? Hello? Yeah, it was open. They they hung up. Let me see if they're coming back on. Right. Yeah, I know. Brother yeah, Muhammad, if you're, on, yeah, if you're on the line, could you please raise your hand? All right, 336 open. 336 open. Peace to the caller. Peace. Caller, caller from the 336. Peace. Peace, peace. peace. What's going on? This is Brother Kaya down here in Carolina. Oh, peace, Brother Kaya. How y'all doing, guys? Peace to the guys. How y'all feeling? All is well. Peace, family. You just passed through the Carolinas, man. Man, you ain't stopped, man. Come on, man. We love each other too much, man. We love each other too much for you to be doing that, man. Listen, we was on that China bus, bro. Let me explain something to you about the China man. (laughs) I know about China man, sir. No, the China man is the new Jew, all right? I'm officially stamping him. They all about their B.I., okay? They will take the shortest route possible for the shortest bread, get you where you need to go, untouched, unscathed. You know what I'm saying? Nope. They about their B.I. You got to give it up to them. They letting squadrons of China folk out in South Carolina. What they doing there? They getting money. They give money, son. They get money. They, money. they about their they business, it. man. You know How do you think saying? I get to New York? I take the China bus to New York every time. All right. All of these folks. All of these sour-ass black people that's crying about their economic status need to study the cooperative, you know what I'm saying, of that particular ethnic class. They get together and get money. They have cooperative economics. You never see them arguing. You never see them calling each other out. 
And if they do, they do it in a language you can't understand, but they get down to business. And you will not right? insult them. You will not so insult the Mexican, them. The Mexican and the Chinaman is coming for your ass. They're coming for, you know what I mean, that coveted spot that you think you got a hole on. These people is putting their work in. From state to state, they making drop-offs everywhere they go. <laughs> you feel me? So needless to say, off. they shot through North Carolina. We didn't get a chance to stop, but they did stop. They got a few spots in South Carolina where they had they had things lined up. They were dropping them off by the bus load. You know what I'm they saying? So 12 hours today, that's unheard of. Straight shot, no stops, no problems, no, no hassles. No hassles. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen them hassle as of yet. I took a long, a long rest. Got up and knocked the book out, and I was here. So, you know what I mean? Needless to say, but we out here in the open country, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. It actually had me thinking about North Cacalac. So if we get a chance to stop back on our way back, we will do that. You know what I'm saying? And tell Big D, tell Big D we sending them that soldier love, and we definitely got to do what's right in terms of getting in contact with him. You know what I'm saying? And making some things happen. The big brother. That's the big homie right there. All day. And see, this is the thing I wanted to touch on was these last four or five months, we had a lot of planets in retrograde. I know a lot of people, you know, studying a lot of law and things that's going on on the surface. But when we look at these heavens and we see a lot of things happening down here that's giving us that's giving us headaches, we have to look up in the heavens and say, what's going on? So it's been like five, six planets in retrograde for the last four months. But the thing is, now they're coming out. People, I wanted to tell everybody, get your money right and have a plan because Jupiter goes direct after November the 18th. So for you all who don't believe in astrology and you don't want to maximize your profits, don't worry about it. But me, myself, and I and my family, we will be maximizing. That's the whole thing. Wait for the green light. Sometimes you can't. You got to understand that the spirits and the energy that we're receiving from these planets is really assisting us and not letting us, you know, have every accomplishment that we want. It's a it's a season for our accomplishments, and then it's a season for us to chill. So right now, a lot of people should be um, doing what y'all doing at eleven eleven. I definitely wanted to commend y'all, you know, with that discipline and that diligence on getting that meditation in. You know, where people know yes. that even if I'm not on the call at eleven eleven. I can attach yeah. to at least two or three hundred conscious minds all at one time. I saw you right. had a buck twenty-five in the chat room the other night. Big up, son. Big up. You know what I mean? That's that's numbers. I love that. So what we're gonna do is monetize. I know. Yes, I, I introduced the word conscious commerce. Now I'm getting ready to talk about monetize, and we're gonna monetize right. with these stars. We're gonna direct our paths and our ships. I've been putting in my homework down here in North Carolina. You. We really get it in now. Don't the, the prophet is from North Carolina. I'm in North Carolina. Sister Myra's in North Carolina. Civil Rights Museum in North Carolina. That's really I love for us to do a sidewalk lecture right out there on in front of the Civil Rights Museum one day, son, and really and you know what I'm really invoke some ancestors right there, and just really get it in because we, and y'all just come on back through. We're gonna try to do the um do the best to get the venue set up so y'all could come through. We could pack them in. You know, we could do the fish fry late at night with Big D. In the daytime, we go ahead and put it in, put the work in, get the lessons out, put you up on my man down here with the T-shirts. We got the, um, we got connects, man. It's, it's really time 
for y'all to come on to the Middle East. You know, North Carolina is the is the real Middle East. I feel you. I feel so, you. And that's mm-hmm. definitely what's up. And um, I, w- I would like to say, you know, thank you for that particular acknowledgement. But, you know, in particular, definitely, you know, that 11-11 meditation is um, is something, like you said, collectively, if the family's not even on the line, you will know at that particular time that the universe is open to receive our invocations, you know what I'm saying, and our well uh our energy, our collective energy, you know what I'm saying? Our collective thought. I so, wanna talk about I wanna talk I mean to cut you off. I wanna talk about how that is a master strategist. A master I study the art of, of, of fighting and the art of, you know, Tai Chi and, and all these boxing and these arts and what you're doing with the timing. That's a master that's a master artist that you're doing right there because we're striking at the right time. You can do things, you can do the right thing at the wrong time, but just to have that genius to be able to say, now we strike. Now we strike collectively at this moment to drive in what we want. That's a genius move, bro. And I really, really, you know, I, I dig that. I did. I don't be on the line all the time, like, talking, but I can definitely appreciate that, you know, for what you're lending out here to the family, you know, because there's a lot of sisters out here. They got to get centered. There's a lot of brothers out here on some rah-rah with some big egos. They got to get centered. So no matter where you at, whether you're going down or whether you're going up, we can all meet in the middle right there at 11-11, man. So yes, that's powerful, man. I got to get y'all on some of this Tai Chi. I got to get y'all on some of these Qigongs and this breath work so we can amplify these rituals, man. I'm telling you. That's what it is. Yes. Once we get this holy breath down, I got a workshop coming up. Can I plug the workshop? Yes, you can. I got a workshop. For anybody in the North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia area who can't make it to New York, next Saturday, October the 2nd, it's an all-day workshop from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, light lunch, no meat that day. Even if you um, if you don't do vegetarian, I don't want anyone eating any meat that day because I'm going to be giving out some exercises, some Taoist Tibetan um, exercises, some breath work, some Qigong, some Tai Chi, um, some real some real heavy soul tools, some tools you can do that you can use with your soul um, all that day. If you need to contact right. me, just go to relaxationisthekey.com, relaxationisthekey.com. You'll see the click, you'll see the button right there, click here, for, and I'm calling it Healing the Human Family. But we're going right. to heal the human family, not through a lecture. That's not me. I like to talk, but I want to do more of the work, and I'm going to show yeah, people how to get back control of in the practical, what is the breathing? Abundance Child always was like, well, you can't be down with Guerrilla Republic if you don't have a skill. I said, well, I know how to breathe. She said, come on in. Right. I said, well, let's get it, you know, because we're going to keep making babies, and we got to understand the science of the breath and the importance of it and how we can use that for our prosperity consciousness, yes. for the law of attraction, and for, like I said, magnifying our rituals so we get whatever we desire, man. You know, yeah, and, that's and, what I'm saying. The eleven eleven portable the eleven eleven portal is one thing, but actually knowing how to breathe, you know what I'm saying, knowing how to breathe to actually charge with the particular intent is is one of the most important things. You know what I'm saying? You have to know how to take abdominal breaths. You know what I'm saying? You have to know how to take abdominal breaths to charge your intent. And eleven eleven is the portal time. That we actually put that into the atmosphere. I do want to make this announcement because um, there is 
categorical problems taking place at this particular time with Block Talk Radio. It's out of our control. It's been happening all day from what I understand. I'm reading my messages, and that's what people are telling me. They're saying that you should log in through Facebook, but even I just tried that and it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? So I apologize to the family. Again, this is something that's beyond our scope and beyond our control. We can only uh, put our intent in it and, and um, you know, mentally turn that particular situation around. It might not happen right away, but it will happen. Uh, Brother Ampuda, any more callers on the line? And Black Todd, are you still there? Black Dot's here. Yeah, we got okay. um, you got a six four six seven eight six and three two three. So I don't know which one you want to take. Three two three sounds like a number that we might need to open at this particular time. All right, you open. You need to hit that six four six. Yes, sir. We got Brother Philip A. Muhammad and Hakeem waiting in the queue. Peace. Peace. Peace to the brothers. Right. Okay. We definitely have uh, tonight's guests uh, in the building. So with no further ado, I definitely want to get tonight's dissertation underway because, you know, we're well underway. And from what I've been reading from the brother's book, Brother Philip A. Muhammad, I'm going to tip my fist to you because you have made one of the most striking striking indictments against the state of hip-hop at this particular time, and you have rendered the ability to lift the veil for us to see exactly what it is. So with no further ado, I want you to go in, bro. Oh, oh, no doubt, man. Where do I start? I, first of all, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show. appreciate the efforts of Hot King Green out here on the East Coast as well as yourself, as well as the inspiration of my brother, your, your, your phone, your phone is is booming. Like, what is it doing? <laughs> no, there's a lot of volume on it. Okay, let me see what I can do, brother. We we trying to get that straight right now. That sounds good, right there. Okay, all right. Yeah, brother. Uh, first of all, I appreciate your uh, your time and your uh, affording us the opportunity to go in on this on this powerful subject. So I like Honest you know. To you. Give, yes, sir, brother. And I also want to give a major shout out to Black Dot. A uh, brother who, even though I'm from the West Coast, and, you know, I, I recently met him, you know, I have followed a lot of his work. And, in fact, some of the things that he done has, has done has uh, proven to be major as far as uh, motivation and inspiration. So I want to say peace out to that, brother. But uh, basically what I'm saying, brother, we, 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 all of us right now who are in this particular work, regardless of what particular school we, we come from, it's important that we all recognize the fact that we're all part of the same mission and part of the same struggle. And it's good for all of us from various schools of thought to come together and really work this mission together in a unified way. And so yeah. for that, I appreciate, you know, the efforts of many people. My particular book, my brother, is uh, Willie Lynch's Newest Slave, or the hip-hop nation Willie Lynch's Newest Slave, and that's my contribution. And what it is is basically designed to not just attack the rappers or expose the rappers, the today's so-called hip-hoppers. I want to expose them as being nothing but pawns in a game that they pretty much don't understand, I don't think. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say the majority of them just don't understand the game that they're in. But I want now, to focus. I, hold on Go one ahead. second. I don't, I don't want to cut you, but I don't know if it's my phone 
the other callers on the line, do you hear a little static feed coming from his phone, or is it just me? Uh, I, hear, I hear him loud and clear. This is Black Dot. I hear him loud and clear. Okay. All right. You hear him loud and clear. All right. So it may just be my phone. Mm-hmm. By the way, again, I want I do want to remind the family because the fact that the chat room is not open, I want to make the, the, the necessary introduction to all parties that we have on the line. Okay. So we have the brother Black Dot. He's the one that brought you hip-hop decoded. You know what I'm saying? We have Hakeem Green on the line. This is our brother from Channel Live that brought you Hip Hop Nation. And now we have brother Eric Muhammad on the line who has brought forth this phenomenal offering called Willie Lynch's Newest Slaves. Okay, so it would be fair to say that this uh, phenomenal work is standing on the shoulders of Hip Hop Decoded, you know, where Black Dot started, the brother finished off. So if we're talking about a nominal text of which you can sit down your children and homeschool them and you want your child to know everything about what happened to the state of hip-hop, those two books are a complete course and what will be needed to lift the veil, you know, off of what now is considered to be the quote-unquote conspiracy of hip-hop. Correct? Correct, Jack. Okay. Um is there anywhere that they can go to maybe read an excerpt of the book or maybe even purchase the book? You know what I'm saying? I want to get into that right now, but we are going to get into a full discussion. That's right. But I just want to get that out the way. Yeah, you can go because right the now. Room, the chat room is not open. Okay. All right, we can go We can go to www.willylynchesnewestslave. That's W-I-L-L-I-E-L-Y-N. C H S Lewis N E W E S T Slave S L A V E dot com. You can get all the excerpts you need as well as buy the book. For anybody who purchases the book during the during the uh, duration of this conversation, you buy one book, I'm gonna give you a second book free. It's nineteen ninety five and that's that's why we're working it right now. I pre I want us to read the book, but more importantly I want us to share the information to somebody who doesn't know. I don't, I'm not down with preaching to the choir. All of us on the phone, pretty much, if they're listening to your radio show, we're really dealing with the conscious community. And what I want to do is make sure that we extend our work beyond those individuals who already know basically what we're talking about. So any book that I, that, uh, anybody who orders a book today, you go ahead and get that during the time of this conversation, and what I'll do is I'll send you two. You'll just pay for one, and my people will make sure you get two copies so that you can, both of them going to be signed, so we can make sure we uh, further the work and give the information to those individuals who may not be informed or aware of the conversation that's about to take place. Indeed. Okay, so we made the proper introductions. Brother Black Dot, can you uh, plug your your work as well? Yeah, well, you know, uh, you can go to matrixofhiphop.com. My book is there. It's in the E. Uh, You can e-book it or you can get a hard copy of the book. Uh, Barnes and Noble, you know, we, we making the rounds, so um, you know it, it's available. It's been out for a minute, but when I put it out, I told people it really would be five years before people caught on to what I was talking about, and the synchronicity of the brothers book coming out now is just showing that everything is lined up the way it's supposed to be. So this this is great. Let's get it in. Okay. So with no further ado, let's get it in. <clears throat> Brother Muhammad? Yes, sir. 
You got a question? Hello? You want me to just, yeah, I'm here. You got me? Yeah, yeah. I just want you to start, you know, oh, get it in. I, Explain to I, the family what the premise of the book is, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and how did you arrive at this particular level of investigation? Like, what led you to do the research that you did? Because what you did required a certain level of research. Right. Right. Well, what basically what what's, what's going on, the thing that led me, first of all, I grew up on the West Coast, and I grew up loving hip-hop. And during the time that I grew up on the West Coast, at my age, we had no problem banging any New York artists. In fact, everybody in California was, like, loving New York. That was the place to go. We loved New York just because of the representation or the presentation that came along with hip-hop. Now, during the course, of course, uh, from the 80s to the 90s to 2000 or whatever the case may be, we've seen a gradual decline, if you will, of the hip-hop culture. Not necessarily the hip-hop culture. What has happened there is, is that the original hip-hop culture was supplanted and uprooted by a corporate hip-hop culture that has nothing to do with the original hip-hop culture. In fact, today's hip-hop culture, is my understanding, is my, it's my uh, point of reference that today's hip-hop culture, the so-called hip-hop culture that is basically corporate-sponsored, is a shell of what it once was. The bloodsuckers, the 10% bloodsuckers of the poor, those people in control of, of media, of news, of, edu- of education, uh, of, of science, of industry. These individuals have sucked the natural resource known as the hip-hop nation. has sucked it. And now what happens is if you scratch any of today's rappers, I'm talking about Lil Wayne, Gucci Mane, Soldier Boy, whoever these so-called hip-hoppers are today, all you got to do is pull the cover off of them and you'll realize that there's no substance, no substance at all. Now, we, we understand that they're talented because the black man is talented by nature. All of us have a particular skill and a particular talent. But I'm saying there's no depth. The hip-hop nation is a shell of its form itself because the blood, the inner, the, those type of things that's, 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 that's sacred, the, the power that Black Dot speaks of in his works, is, it basically has been sucked out. So now it, is, it no longer exists within the realm of, 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 of today's true hip-hop. True hip-hop is, has been replaced by this corporate rendition. Now, when I was having a conversation with a family member, I was digging into these rappers' asses. And when I say digging into these rappers' asses, I'm talking about Snoop Dogg. I'm talking about Ice Cube. We were just generally talking about hip-hop. And, and, and the conversation was like, dude, you need to write a book and get this, you know, get this information out. So as I started writing a book, my intent was fully to go, go strong into, the, uh, you know, into these rappers. But then as I started doing the research and gathering information, just to dot the I's and cross the T's, I realized that what I was attacking is a branch and that the tree or the root had to be exposed. And as I went down that, 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 that trunk and, and, and got to the root, I realized that the same people control hip-hop are the same people who control gambling. The same people control gambling or, or, uh, or you know, the, uh, the various vices of the United States of America or the world in general, those same individuals control pornography. The same people who control pornography are the same people who control the alcohol, beverages, and things like that. So every nefarious activity, those behaviors, those things that are destroying our people and is making us waste money or waste time or waste lives in the chase of some type of debilitating activity that is basically destroying us to the core, those individuals who are, are, who are waxing rich due to our ignorance or due to our participation, those individuals are cousins. They share the same mission statement. They share the same bloodline. They share the same global and political ambition. And so I think at some point we have to realize when we talk about Illuminati and trilateral commissions and we talk about these boogeymen, 
I think at some point we have to point these individuals out by name so that right. we can, we can okay. put a face on them. Yes, there's been, I think that there's been a nefarious attempt by these individuals to somewhat sow the seeds within hip-hop of this entire Illuminati conspiracy theory thing so they can hide behind the curtain like the wizard. You know what I'm saying? Can you first make a disclaimer, right, because a lot of people are going to, you know, or a lot of people may throw their arms up and say, oh, they're attacking such and such again. Can you first make a disclaimer as to what you're not doing and then explain what the common thread is in all of those particular situations that you're talking about, all of the um, conveyors of control? Yeah, what what I'm not doing is attacking the Jewish people. What I'm not doing is minimizing this conversation to a bunch of race baiting and anti-Semitism or pointing the finger at you and saying you the boogeyman. I'm not doing that at all. What I'm doing is I'm explaining to people in a concise way. If you get the book, you open the book up, you'll read. You'll realize that those individuals who call themselves Jews, Jews being in today's understanding the chosen people of God, those individuals who are claiming themselves to be the chosen people of God, have taken on the name of Jew. They have incorporated the Star of David, which is a symbol of today's Zionism. These individuals have coalesced and merged with the government of the United States and all the wicked powers that exist on a global scale. These individuals are using God's good name to shield what is considered a dirty practice, a foul practice that's predicated on politics, economics, social constructs, and religion. Now, These individuals call themselves Jews, but they are not Jews. These individuals are converted thieves that have stolen the the birthright of the true chosen people of God. These individuals are not Jews at all. They are Ashkenazi so-called Jews that really come from southern Russia or what is known as the Caucasus Mountains. And they, since they have climbed out of the caves and and, and, and embarked on controlling global politics, They did so underneath a cloak, and that cloak is called Judaism. It is false Judaism. These individuals are who I am exposing. These people cannot be the chosen people of God, yet push the black man and black woman alcohol, pornography, homosexuality, dope, see, crime. These individuals have taken the good name of Moses, they've taken the good name of the prophets, and they have used it to shield their dirty religion. They are not Semitic. They are Caucasian, but they have stolen the birthright of the original or the chosen people of God, and therefore we find ourselves failing to question them and their activities. And because they control media and we fear, some of us fear a media outlash or a backlash, we choose to skate over things and say Illuminati, trilateral commission, secret society. When we're dealing with people, and these people all have the same surname, and they all have the same political agenda, in my book, The Hip-Hop Nation, Willie Lynch's Newest Slave, is written specifically to confront them. That's the point of the book. Right. So let's minimize, let's minimize that circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that shadowy circle that they might cast, let's minimize that circle and start naming names and making connections. Yes, sir. Well, the first name I want I focus on, and again, I want people to get the book and research. If 
I say a name, go do the research. There's nothing spooky. The information is there. Let's deal with this Lior Cohen dude. Lior Cohen is one is an individual who found himself in a power struggle with his cousin, and his cousin's name is Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin and Lior Cohen are the ones who basically made Russell Simmons who Russell Simmons is. Russell Simmons is a puppet. He's a figurehead. I appreciate the work and the ambition of Russell Simmons. He's my brother. But it is not a secret that Russell Simmons would not be on the level that he is right now without the assistance of Lior Cohen, which I just call the liar, Liar Cohen, and Rick Rubin. Every single hip-hop mogul, every single uh, black man that calls himself a hip-hop, uh, I guess, CEO, has re- reached their prominence or reached their dominance in the industry or their notoriety because they have had so-called Jews attached to them. The number one case study, which is not the only case study, but the number one case study is in fact Russell Simmons and how he, along with his friend, our so-called friend, Rick Rubin, who graduated from NYC, they got together and they helped de- uh, develop Death Jam. And at a time, the Death Jam was having up had all the prolific rappers. They still find that found themselves in economic hardship. And here comes your guy, Leor Cohen. And Leor Cohen and Rick Ruman had a power struggle between themselves over who was going to be the guy, that guy, for Death Jam. Now, the question that comes in my mind is, if Russell Simmons is the founder, the owner, the CEO, and he is the guy at Def Jam, why would there be a power struggle? Right. Either Russell Simmons would choose Leo Liar or he'll choose Rick Rubin, but he has no control at all. So if you get into the book, you'll realize some of the things that took place that allowed Leo Cohen to surplant and get rid of his cousin, which is Rick Rubin, and then therefore the Universal Music Group and everything like that came up out of this particular uh for power, or this move for power, and this is what this is what this guy, this guy Leor Cohen does. His name, he has a nickname called Lansky, after the Jewish gangster, the so-called right. Jewish gangster Meyer Lansky. Hmm. Now, I found it very interesting that you made the correlation, like when we grew up, right on Eric B. Right. and Rakim. One of the most prominent lines that stuck in our head is, "We rolling with Rush." Right. And as children, we always thought Rush was Russell Simmons. Right. But as right. you explain in your book, you know what I'm saying, as they understood what hip-hop was, and they already had dominance over material resources, such as banking, such as entertainment, and such as these other facets that dictate society. But what they didn't have was the soul of the people, and they right. figured that hip-hop could be the true way to that. This was tantamount to what we know in America to be the gold rush. Right, exactly. Okay? Because we are worth our weight in gold. So all of a sudden, Liar Cohen comes into Def Jam, changes Def Jam's name and logo, because like you said, once they come over something and overlaw something, they have to change the identity of it. Right. So now it becomes the gold rush, so they call it rush management. That's right. The rush was on. Most associated labels. R-A-L. Right, and then the office, during the time that they were in the office, everybody would say that it means Rush and, and Lior, right? Rush, Rush and Lior, and that's what, they, well, that's what it meant. But, of course, it wasn't like that at all. And you're absolutely right, bro. They came in and they, they surplanted, you know, the power structure. Whatever, took, whatever was taking place, this guy, Lior, comes in and he changes the inner workings of Def Jam. 
because Rick Rubin was an intelligent guy, but he has nothing on this guy, Leor Cohen. So when he comes in, he immediately changes the name because that's what they do. Yeah. It signifies Rick Rubin, to other people. So, yeah, Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin is not a gangster. Like right. Cohen, by proxy, you know, he served time in the Israeli military. Right. His father is a very high up in Mossad. And anybody that's been around this individual, such as myself, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. knows that he has an air arrogance about him that is unprecedented. Right. Like, to call him cocky <laughs> is, 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 is an understatement. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and that's the same particular attitude that he took in the industry. Black Dot, if you might recall, when we were servicing Def Jam with Four Corner newspapers, they said, Liar will come down, get all the Four Corners that we distributed, and take it upstairs and never distribute it to the underlings because mm. it was giving up too much information. So he was somebody that was there, you feel me, as a gatekeeper yes. to make sure that whatever came through had to be monitored. So this is, we personally know this about Liar. You right. know what I'm saying? Every time that we came around, he was super nervous. If he can't control something, then he don't want it around. And um, I'm sure that anybody that's on this line is that's familiar with the industry, especially if anyone that did any uh, stints in a Def Jam building, they can attest or is over at Warner and they know how he get down. They can attest to this. Now he's over at Warner with Edgar Brothman. Can you explain the history of Edgar Brothman to the people? Yeah. Edgar Brothman and Samuel Brothman. This is the family, the Brothman family, who absolutely, who, who uh, made their money off the bootlegging industry. They were, they are the owners of Seagram's. Okay, yeah. they are the owner of Tropicana. They are the, the owner yeah. of Gin and Juice. You know, people, Gin and Juice. These individuals own so much, you'd be amazed. So they develop money by pushing alcohol. And now you see the correlation between the 40 ounces, the Seagram Gin, the Cristal, the Cognac, everything that's going on that has now become the hip-hop culture. Now, you got to remember, right? We're old enough to remember and conscious enough to be aware that at some point in hip-hop, at one point in hip-hop, it wasn't all about alcohol. We were not, like, consumed with alcohol. I'm not saying we didn't drink alcohol. I'm just saying what did, what did alcohol have to do with hip-hop? You follow me? And so as the corporations merged and, and took over the hip-hop culture, the hip-hop culture itself, the so-called hip-hop culture, which, which, which is, what uh, exists today, has just become one major commercial. That's it. It's just a commercial. It just sells different products within its, within its, its genre, within its music. Now, these guys, uh, the, the Brockmans, they made their money off of alcohol. But then what people don't understand is they then took the proceeds from their money and they started to buy into Conoco, and DuPont, which are chemical companies, and they made huge, huge amounts of dollars. And we cover this in the book. We cover these books. They made huge amounts of dollars. Then what they did is they divested. That what they began to do was sell off their company stock because they held the majority seats in Conoco and DuPont. Now, all you have to do is go research Conoco and DuPont, and you will see the chemical reality the, 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 of, their court, of their company, and you will see how these particular companies impact the world as far as developing weapons, creating yeah. wars, creating wanna, those yeah. things that, that are destroying wanna, our community. Right. I want to add on because the family might not know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The family might not know the strength of the chemical mm-hmm. industry. They are unparalleled. They are unparalleled. 
Nobody mentions them. They want to always talk about the oil industry, right. and they want to talk about, uh, you know, other industries that, that, that pair in comparison to the chemical industry, and nobody does it like DuPont. Nobody, nobody. does it like DuPont. Yeah, nobody. you really right? know. They got their hands in everything. That's right. And, and, and them, go ahead, and um, I, this is a side note. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing. I'm not saying that it has nothing to do with this conversation, but in particular, the lecture that the brother Polite is going to give on Halloween, we're going to be dealing with candy. The second largest company in America is Mars Corporation. Mars mm-hmm. Corporation is what makes your Snickers, your 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 um, M and M's, and all that. So that business in particular is one of the most biggest in this particular country as well. That goes overlooked. I just right. wanted to, um, you know, touch on that. In light of and I want to, I want to add on that. When you deal with DuPont and Conoco and these, and uh, you know, you have, we never ask ourselves who makes the CD. Now, I'm not talking about the music on the CD. I'm talking about that piece of plastic or whatever yeah. we call it. That is a chemical that's an compound. Industry, yeah. That's an that's an entire industry as well as the paper that you put on top of the CD as long as well as the ink that is put on that. I'm saying this is a major industry. So when you stop printing up CDs, you follow me, mm-hmm. and you start going straight to digital, then what you're doing is you're, that, that's a major hit to the industry. What I'm trying to yeah. say is technology, and since they're not out in front of technology or the Internet, which, but of course they're making their move right now to get out in front of that industry, it has affected them negatively. But at the same time, as their control based on the plastic CD, the paper, the ink, as as that as they took a hit on that, it allows us to get in. I'm talking about the hip-hop nation, the true hip-hop nation, to get in and profit off of their demise. You follow what I'm saying? So whatever they lose, whenever they lose ground, we should be positioned to make up that ground. You follow what I'm saying? And this Edgar Brothman and his family, that's what they did. They got out of Conoco. They started selling all of their stocks, and the first thing they did, after they got that money, was to go now and they created Universal Music Group. They began to correlate or bring together various record companies underneath one flagship, which is Universal Music Group. And in my book, I'm listing all of the record companies that's under Universal Music Group and all of the artists that are underneath those record companies. But more right. than anything, now all of a sudden Universal Music Group has switched to Vivendi. So now you have Vivendi Universal Music Group. And when you look, and I have a book called, I have a chapter in my book called The Leviathans, and I challenge the reader to read through Walt Disney, Time Warner, you know, AOL, Universal Music Group. I challenge you all to read through the book, and you tell me something that they don't control. See, Hmm. now all of a sudden we start seeing how, you know, with Black Dot teaches us about frequencies. Well, and of course, when we're talking about frequencies, the first thing we think about, at least I do, I talk about radio stations. I can turn a dial, and I can hear the frequencies change. But who controls, who owns those frequencies? You understand? And so, therefore, those individuals who can own, control those frequencies control your chakras or control how the frequencies right. impact you. You follow also, what I'm saying? I would like to make note. I didn't get that far into uh, your book. To come across the Vivendi chapter, but I do mm-hmm. want to make note, right? The Vivendi right. is owned by a relative, I believe it's the great grandson or the or great nephew 
of Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay? So you're looking at a structure that is owned by a gentle, uh, I don't even want to call him a gentleman, but an individual, you know what I'm saying, who historically waged historic campaigns against indigenous peoples. You know what I'm saying? Even went to the extent of defacing, you know, our artifacts because of his hate for us. So Napoleon deposited himself in Louisiana. It was told to me by old timers that Napoleon is responsible as well, or the French in Louisiana, for bringing the 4-4 beat in because it was a military marching beat. Right? Follow mm-hmm. me. G-Unit. Fuck. We ain't here. Fuck. That's a military marching beat. When the saints right. come marching in, that's a military right. marching beat. So the introduction of that 4-4 rhythm, that 4-4 beat that they brought in, infused at that particular time into the dynamic, the music dynamic that became, you know, New Orleans music. Jazz coming out of that, bebop coming out of that, you know what I'm saying? And subsequently hip-hop. Now, looking at hip-hop now, and you looking at the people that are, the quote-unquote, the, the gatekeepers at this particular time, you are looking at certain prominent New Orleans individuals mm-hmm. who sit on Jack. the top. Jack. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about Baby, who now has partnered with, um, it has to be the dudes on top brought him into the oil situation. If anybody has seen any of his previous clips, you know you know that he's in with the Jews or what have you. You know, those are his money baggers. So I find it quite odd, you know what I mean, that um that, that connection and that correlation is back right in our face. So you're looking at people that have sided with the most nefarious of characters, the bloodlines of the most nefarious characters that are in your children's ear, integrating their energy into their DNA. You know what I'm saying? And whatever their particular intent is now becomes the whole mission that your children are carrying out in your home. That's not your child no more. That's right. They took them. They, they jacked them. They jacked them in the name of hip-hop. That's right. And it, it's important, and that's the reason why I appreciate the work of Black Dot. But I say it like this. It's like I'm at my man, Hakeem, and NY Oil, uh, West Coast Cam, who I, I do a lot of talking with and building. At some point, the conscious community, we have Love to come brother. together. We have to come together and really bring truth to power in a way that we've never done it before. We cannot, even though everybody has to eat, because I love to eat myself, the thing about it is we cannot allow the capital system, capitalistic system and the spirit of competition to prevent us from doing everything in our power to push back. That is our responsibility. It's That's no right. one else's responsibility. That's right. And I challenge everyone, including the hip-hop nation, I, I challenge Black Dot, I challenge anybody with Black Dot. I challenge Phil Valentine. I challenge Dr. Weston Muhammad. I challenge the new Black Dance of the Party, the Nation of Islam, and, and the whatnot. For us to put down the bullshit, how can, we, how can we save our people if we allow Willie Lynch to come between us? We right. need to get together, and we need to create a supreme team, and there's no reason why we shouldn't sweep this whole country with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. If we fail to do that, I don't want to hear nothing about the black man as God. I don't want to hear no shit about the white man as the devil. I don't want to hear nothing about uh, blaming the point of the finger and, and we talking about chakras and shit. That shit is real. But us knowing it don't mean nothing. We got to take that shit to the streets, and we have to be organized and unified, and we must put right. this line together. And if we, if we don't do that, we're no different than the niggas on, here in, on the records talking that shit. How does that. one deprogram the Willie Lynch chip? 
how we deprogram Willie Lynch is by showing by example. We have to show what unity looks like. We have to be unified. Not We don't have to be in agreement. Let me tell you like this. White people will disagree with 99 things and fight the world over one thing that they agree with. That's Black right. folks That's right. today That's right. will, will agree with 99 things but go to war against each other over the one thing that they don't dis- that they disagree with. So what I'm they're all in agreement. They're all in agreement that they must keep us at bay. So whatever that, they're disagreeing right. in them boardrooms behind closed doors, because they have multiple wars going on right. with each other all the time, but they all are in agreement that they must That's keep right. us. At bay, and we, right. what you said was profound, brother. We have to put all that nonsense down That's and right. begin to show the work city by city, state by state, doing what we have to do. And it has nothing to do with capitalism and all that. It's got to mm-hmm. be because it's in our hands now. And if we don't do it, then we have no one else to blame but self. No one but self. And we destroy, we destroy Willie Lynch by destroying Willie Lynch. Nothing spooky about it. It's just like all we have to do, black men, we can't be punctified. I argue with my brothers all the time. We almost come in the blows because we want to settle on the best part. We can't come in weak because if we come in weak, we're not going to come up with the best idea. So we can't be pussyfooting around and being soft around the edges. So we we in a womb. In other words, if me and Black Dog get together with NYO, with Hakeem, with yourself, Red Pill, Blue Pill, and everyone else, and we in the womb, we have to understand just like the Council of Nicaea, them dudes, argue, fight, damn near killed each other to come up with one major lie. So we must be willing to come together and fight like hell in the privacy of our own convention, and we must talk and we must put down plan, uh, strategies and methods and procedures that are going to free our people. We can't destroy Willie Lynch outside of us if we don't destroy him inside of us. Is what okay. I'm saying. So that's why it's a beautiful thing that is like, Brother Phillips, like, hey, man, let me get on this show. I just wanted it to be about me. Hell no, because there's parts of my book that can only be understood or put in proper context if you read Brother Black Dog's book. And I have to understand that. Mm-hmm. You understand right. what I'm saying? And that's what we have to understand. We need to pull our resources, even the hip hop nation. The, 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 the whole hip hop paradigm is being flipped right in front of our eyes. This is a perfect, instead of crying, some of these rappers are crying. They still want a record deal. They lazy. They laying up on their ass on Facebook, doing all kinds, wasting their time because they forgot how to hustle. Man, make your CDs, man, and let's get them in the streets. I'm in the street coast to coast. Give me your shit. I'll sell it, and I'll send you a check. The point is, you can't be no lazy hustler. The 10 percenters ain't giving you no more money. It's time for us to come together and hit the pavement running. And if we're not willing to do that, don't talk about revolution. We'll die for the cause, and we can't even get off our ass and put our CDs in the hands and in the minds of our youth. We got to get it cracking. That's just my that's my soapbox right there. No doubt, I feel you, bro. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I want you to also go in, you know, because at this particular time. Our children are infatuated. First, they were infatuated with Italian gangsters. Right. But they don't understand that they are under the dominion of Jewish gangsters. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And they'll sit back right. and they'll be like, I hear what you're saying, son. That's gangster. Can you really tell them how they're being gangstified in terms right. of the connection of these Jewish gangsters and the fingerprints that they have left throughout this entire paradigm whether it be entertainment by way of Hollywood or hip-hop. 
man, these gangsters that we see today, they're not gangsters. These individuals are people who have been impacted by the media and the entertainment representation of what gangster is. The true gangster is these individuals who control the world. Literally, these are the individuals who control industry. The original mafioso, if you will, the La Costa Nostra, that was the term that the Jewish people or the Italian people, excuse me, referred to their organizations that is now dubbed as mafia. During the time where mafia was being coined and they got maximum exposure, it was at the time that the so-called Jews controlled the news and the media. Now, to protect themselves, what they did was they, they the, the media propelled the, the Italian gangster as the forefront of organized crime, when in reality the, for, the, the true, uh, uh, I guess, villains are the true originators of organized crime were the so-called Jews. This is just an actual fact coming out of New York. These individuals control bootlegging. These individuals control pornography, uh, the illicit pornography, the illegal pornography. They control prostitution, racketeering. They control. They they had organizations that were set up. They literally had organizations that were set up to murder you and eliminate the competition. In fact, murder murder Inc. itself. Yes, the Jack, same murder Jack. Inc. that, that was right. named. Right. That was named. Uh, that was that was uh, originated by Irv Gotti. And this dude, Jeffrey Atkins, job, that was Murder, Inc., because people don't understand that the originator of Murder, Inc. was Lior Cohen. See? Lior Cohen started Murder, Inc. That's what people don't understand. And Lior Cohen's nickname was Meyer Lansky. Well, the original name or the original person who started the true historical Murder, Inc. was Meyer Lansky. His two partners was Buzzy Siegel and Lucky Luciano. That's right. Now, these individuals created Murder, Inc., which was called also the call the syndicate. These individuals, no hits could go on and be sanctioned without Meyer Lansky's approval. Anything that was going down had to go through Meyer Lansky because Meyer Lansky was the front man. You can see Meyer Lansky, if you know, uh, what's his name, the on, on Godfather 3, that little old crazy-looking Jew, um, at the end on Godfather 3, well, that person right there represented Meyer Lansky. That whole Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Godfather 3, there was always a Jewish presence in it. But Hyman Roth, I believe, in Godfather 3 represented Meyer Lansky because Meyer Lansky himself was a really low-key type of guy. See, he's not like today's gangbangers who want to be flamboyant with their thing. These true gangsters are clandestine. These, these true gangsters aren't worried about lighting up the stage and wearing diamonds and, and being all outward and obnoxious with their gangsterism. These are individuals who manipulate people, and that's exactly what they did. So this Rocky Balboa-like, Dago-spitting, spaghetti-eating rendition of a gangster is a fallacy. The true gangster, that's right, it's, it's a lie. It was to keep people from looking at the true gangster. But the money, the power behind all gangsters, in other words, just like hip-hop, it's controlled by these so-called Jews, and we would think that these rappers are in control of their product. No. Same way with the, with the, with the so-called mafia. They were not in, the mafia was not in control by others. They weren't controlling anything. They were being pulled. Their strings have been pulled by the people behind them, which controlled the money. They were the lawyers. They were the politicians. They were the financiers. They were the businessmen who gave the business plans and set up the structure. 
and the and the so-called mafia were the puppets that were just sent out to do whatever the work needed to be done. Now, where would we get the information? If we don't control the textbooks, if we don't control news, if we don't control media, if we don't control, control entertainment, where would that information come from? It literally existed, but we, ne- we never knew that it existed. So it's an actual fact. So now what happens now at the advent of the Internet and information, the exchange of information at a, fire, at a faster rate of speed, now certain things that are known that were an actual fact are becoming known to the public. And that's the purpose of my book is to show some things that we already know, but we have to make the connection and then see what it is, what our response should be in response to the information that we receive. I don't write the book, and I don't read the book, just like I'm pretty sure Black Doc, he didn't write the book just so he can jerk his own shit, so he can say, look, I wrote a book. It's to get the research, and then we must make the appropriate adjustments mentally and physically, emotionally and spiritually to change this condition. Indeed. Black Dot. Jack. I would like you at this particular time, you know, to add on, is there any metaphysical twist that you can put on this information, you know what I'm saying, in light of this information? Well, first I want to say I enjoyed, uh, you know, listening to the brother because he's definitely uh, actually validating a lot of the things that we've been discussing for years, and that's important because sometimes you have to forge ahead in, in your thought process, and if the spirit tells you that this is what it is, and even if you can't validate it at that particular time, you speak it. You know what I mean? And another brother or sister will come along with the resources and information to validate all that you've been saying. So it's very uh, enlightening to hear the brother go in and be, be able to cross the T's and dot the I's where I couldn't because, remember, a lot of people don't – don't realize I didn't do any research for the book because I grew up in Cedar Park, you know what I mean, which is a, 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 a one of the spiritual bases of hip-hop. So all I was doing was basically uh, going off what I knew, you know what I mean, what I knew to be real, experiencing hip-hop and its infancy stage, also sitting at the foot of the masses, all of the masses who were beginning to teach, and all I did is cross the T's and dot the I's, from a metaphysical standpoint. So Indeed. the brothers come along and, 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 and put it in tangible form, and all of that's relevant. It's extremely relevant, and I'm happy inside for it. Now, I will say this. The music industry, as you know it, is dead. Right. The music industry, meaning they're no longer going to be selling albums. Right, yes. The album yes. is going to be used yes. as a cross-promotion tool now, for all the other commercials that the album is going to be promoting. Jay-Z gave you a template of it with, uh, when, when Budweiser financed the video for that particular song. I forget the name of the song at the moment. Show them what you got or whatever the case may be. Because That's what American Gangster. Right. Because they're losing it with the movies. Right. They're cross-promoting it with the movies. So they're losing too much money because of the, the digital era and things of that nature so soon. And it may be... I'm just going on a whim. It may be the Dr. Dre album. It may be that album, which finally, whenever it does come out, it's going to be a free album. But it's going to be encoded with so much nonsense and bullshit that it's going to serve a greater purpose than if you actually bought the album. Whenever you see Eminem only selling 2 million albums, and that's low for him, and this is one of his so-called better albums, 
then that's a template and a sign that the industry as we know it is shocked. Plus, you know, they're that's hitting wild. the Mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you, it's Brother Red Pill. That's why on the cusp of the industry being uh, basically a dinosaur at this point, and I can attest to that because I was in J Records in 07. I went in there on my spook that sat by the door, and I witnessed it all. You know what I'm saying? I witnessed the board meetings. I witnessed the making of an artist. I witnessed basically how they could uh, sabotage the artist. I witnessed how they basically hit the... Um, how they look at the uh, what the hell is that? The um, the, what's, what's the spins? Yes, yes. Every I'm talking about nonstop from the the BDSs from late night, four in the morning. Then we would come back uh, nine ten in the morning. They write on the computer. So whoever's getting whoever's songs is growing legs across the nation, across the regions and whatnot. They study it meticulously, and then they step in when you grow a certain amount of legs and they clip you. What they do by clipping you is they sign you. What they do by signing you is they put you on a contract. What a contract is, is one of the most powerfulest and one of the most um, magical instruments ever used in the world of business, and it goes back into historic times. It is not something that the white man created. It is not something that Caucasians or America created. The contract is what it, it's a it's a magical instrument it is a sigil you have to write you have you bind people with contracts every single person that you see out that comes out of the music industry is binded by a contract therefore restricting them into a box they cannot say certain things they cannot do certain things they cannot stand for certain things only what the contract adheres to they are binded by that contract. Therefore, they are basically enslaved by a piece of paper that they signed, that they put their John Hancock on, and they could be sued for everything that they have. Right. You see, people that don't have anything don't worry about being sued. Right. People that don't have anything don't worry about trying to slander and defame people because you can't take anything from them because they don't have anything. If they're on welfare, they could say anything about you because you can't take nothing. What, you going to take their food stamps? Right. Mm-hmm. But people who have millions, who who are supporting hundreds, and who have all kind of stocks and portfolios and whatnot, they worry about being sued. They worry about violating contracts because they know the repercussions. That their their lifestyle will be taken from them, and they will be returned to their state of peasantry. You know so what I mean? The question is, who has who has the real power? The one who's binded? I, I, well, this is a rhetorical question for you, but I'm simply saying. It's something for our audience to ponder. When you can walk freely and say what you want to say and do what you want to do, or you bind it by the contract, you can't say what you want to say, you got to have non-bodyguards with you, is that freedom, really? That's, that's, that is the new form of slavery. And the brother, in the book, he has passages in every single chapter that begins with a certain passage from the Willie Lynch letter and shows empirical proof how this is the modern-day Willie Lynch era that we're living in. The new era of music is what we are doing with the superhero movement. It is what Brother Asir is doing. It is what Brother Supernova is doing. It is what many other brothers are doing who have created themselves, 
who are not bonded by any contract, who are free to say what they want to say. They're free to wear any kind of jewelry that they want to they want to wear. They don't have to. They can promote their own products. Now, the the one thing that's going to determine if this is a true success or not is not the artist. The artist is going to do their work. The artist is right. going to put out music to basically show the world that we are the we are we are free. We are free slaves. Right. We're not free slaves. We are. You know what they would call free colored people back in the days, because you had some people that were in slavery in the plantation. Then you had other people who basically, through the through paperwork and through the right kind of moves and whatnot, were not slaves. That's the reality. And it wasn't like they was. It wasn't like they had slaves. They just knew how to move. Right. Because they understood the system and they knew that there were loopholes in the system. It's the people who are supporting this artist, these artists. They're going to determine how far this thing goes. They're going to determine if they could basically crush this machine. It's us against them. So when a, when a, when an independent artist comes out, if he has a fan base of hundreds of thousands of individuals who already know what this artist does, who already know what this artist stands for, because before this artist started rapping, this is what he was about. He lives this, and then he right. says. The way that if we if we ever wanted to get these bastards back for the hundreds of years of raping our people for all of the all of the music that they secretly promoted that has kept this Holocaust going, if you want to strike fear in their hearts and if you want to throw if you want to put a glitch in the machine when this album drops on this Tuesday, my hundred thousand people donate ten dollars. Get ten dollars is the missile that you launch against these bastards. And that's how you destroy the industry. And that's how you show them that there's a new movement on the rise because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You understand? Right. This is a numbers game. And if you're going to strike the enemy, you have to be able to utilize and you got to show them that there's strength in numbers. They do not respect anything else because they have strength in numbers. It's not even about the money at the end of the day. They know that they got strength in numbers and they know that they got these Negroes that are contracted for them. And all they have to do to change any one of these niggas is to call a meeting. I saw it. I was there, Jay. I saw Alicia. I saw all of them walk in there. The only thing they got to do to change your direction is a meeting. That's right. Niggas came out of the meetings with their heads down. You know what I'm saying? Because they will make you do what you do not want to do because it's that piece of paper. So anybody that's trying to shit on paperwork, obviously you don't have any power. You don't know what power is, and you will never know what power is. Power is not being angry. Power is utilizing these instruments to give yourself power. So all of my paper soldiers, my paperwork gangsters out there, you have to start drawing up contracts. Even in this conscious community, this conscious community is so damn loose and it's so, um, it's so, it's so much like, uh, it's, so, it's so black market because there's, nobody's contracted. No one is con no one is held to any kind of paper. No one is held to any kind of standards, so they're allowed to run wild. So the new conscious community that's being formed is going to be a, co a community where through contracts and through agreements, you have to stay in a certain lane. You have to agree to abide by a certain kind of standard if you're going to represent this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you could stay in the black market because the black market will always exist. Pirates will always exist. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's always an option. 
But for us to want to get this thing going and we want to properly get this, and, and I used to have my one of my main pet peeves and one of my main missions is to restore the, the power to the elders who have been getting raped by the black market brothers in the street. Mm-hmm. It ain't no DVD vendor movement. This shit is black market, straight like that. I'm out there, and I'm pushing DVDs, and I'm amongst them, so I know what it is. I went up in there to see what it is. And they're not, they not doing right by the elders, bottom line. And they're not doing right by the new brothers that are coming out. Because there is no system. So, therefore, we have to create a system. And we are working arduously behind the scenes to create this system. So I don't want to veer off subject and whatnot. I just wanted to say that. You know what I'm saying? That the new system, the new platform, you dig what I'm saying, is the independent free artist who either is not who is not contracted to the to the corporations, to the machine. But if you do business in this world, you do have to buy by a contract. Right. But it won't be a contract that was drawn up by magicians and sorcerers. Homeboy beat, remember, Lyle Cohen, they call him Tia, Tor Israeli, or Maya Lansky. He showed he's Mossad. He, he's basically from the Jewish mobsters who you see run Hollywood, run every single media corporation in the world, runs this Internet thing and all of that stuff. He came forth and showed you how powerfully he knocked Rick Rubin off of his square. Rick Rubin is the occultist. Rick Rubin was the master sorcerer. He started, That's he right. put in the work in the beginning. That's you know right. what I'm saying? And locked this thing in on some sorcerer, um, um, demonic shit. And Homeboy came in there and showed how powerful he was on some true Israeli gangster shit and knocked him up out of there. Get out of here. To the point where Rick Rubin went to L.A. and had a public burial for Def Jam, put that shit in a box and buried it. And, and burn the right. casket and then start Deaf America. His fourth, his first artist was Sir Mix a Lot. Baby got back and then he jumped with, um, then he started working with Jerry Heller behind the, the scenes and then you get your NWAs and shit like that. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So they, he ain't never stopped. And then if you go to Google, if you go to Wikipedia, all you have to do is look up Rick Rubin's discography. Don't take my word for it. Go see what kind of records this dude produced. It's all right. satanic music. All of that shit is satanic music. And sprinkled in there, you'll see Jay-Z 99 Problems. You'll see a little Beastie Boys and somebody else. But his whole catalog, Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, all of these dudes. That's right. And then all of the engineers in the damn industry is demonic. they all dealing with that um, Satan music, black magic, um, death metal, heavy metal, and all that. So it doesn't matter what you say on the track or what you put, what, what your intentions on the track. The last person that gets it, that cooks up that work, the last That's person that gets yeah. that work, that wraps that work up, is the motherfucking mountain climber. Is this devil, is, is the Satan, the satanic, you know, they bumping the satanic music on their iPods while you in the damn studio trying to cut your album. Right. You already know. So when you go away, they work in the masters. You know what I'm saying? That's why the people is under the spells that they under. But, um, you know... Can you please, Black Dot, for the life of me? Because our people, as a result of the exposed series, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm signaling them out. Because when you look at the exposed series, the exposed series is not 
is not like a group of individuals have who have come together and did wild research, and then they put out a uh, they put out a complete package. The exposed series is different. Like they'll put Kanye West in the in the in a search engine in YouTube. Kanye West Illuminati. If any videos that come up with Kanye West and the Illuminati will get downloaded, put together, and that's your video right there. And they'll put Kanye on the cover with the Heru piece on, and then they'll put it out. So when you watch the video, you get 10 minutes of this video, you get 10 minutes of another video. So they cross in all kind of um, information, all kind of schools of knowledge together. They saying that Kanye got a, a pyramid on, he has to be evil, he got the hair roof falcon on, he's down with Satan. So now I got people walking in the streets, they looking at my aunt like something is like there's something fishy. And I'm talking about these niggas got their pants hanging down, snot coming out their nose. They, they got an earring in their lip, you know what I mean, tattoos on their neck, you know what I mean, with a big Jesus piece on their head, and then they'll look at an uncle and be like, oh, shit, Illuminati, I'll fall back. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, part of the problem is that before this Internet rage took off and we yeah. had our senses uh, of education, which were underground for, uh, for us, you had to come and you had to sit and learn the true origins of these archetypes and things of that nature. The Internet has been a gift and a curse because you have these Internet gangsters and provocateurs who can stand behind the shield or the curtain, and it's the same people, dude. It's the same Jewish people that homie's talking about. They hire these people to throw, you know, the the industry assimilates is what I'm trying to say. So all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, when they know that the cat is out the bag because we're revealing the true origins of these archetypes, all they have to do is throw shade into the game. And they're doing it very well to the point where the Illuminati or Satanism, all those are trigger words now. So when I speak to somebody about something of that nature, because they've been so engulfed in this Internet world, the minute I say one of those words, they immediately shut down. And that's called mind control, and that's the way mind control works. It's sort of like in the Inception movie, when deep down at the subconscious level, you know what Horace is, but you forgot. So they just go a few levels down and plant an idea on the third realm of who you think. You know what I'm saying? They change the perception, because perception is everything in this reality. They change the perception through the Internet. You know, all that's digital, digitally interfacing and all of that. And before you know it, when you come out of that stupor, you now believe that Horace, uh, Pyramids, uh, the go to Mendes, all of these things, which we know at the deepest level to be our archetypes, which possess power. And I'm going to talk about that briefly because based on the timeline, I'm going to call it conscious placement, you know, loosely. It's sort of like if you listen to WBLS, they know how to market to the people who listen to WBLS, to those who use the older folks who want r music. You see what I'm saying? So the programming is a split. There's forks in the road along your consciousness based on what your understanding of things are. So if you listen to KISS FM, for those in New York, or what I'm saying, that's an R&B station. Or if you listen to Hot 97, Hip Hop and R&B, their marketing and programming is geared based on conscious placement. So if you're only going to go back a few hundred years and find out about the Go to Mendes or something of that magnitude, those who have planted that idea that it's evil your consciousness, based on what your belief system is, determines who you are. So for those masses, and we know the masses are asses, those masses 
who believe that these symbols and archetypes which have power are evil don't have a greater understanding or haven't traveled further back enough to understand the true origins. Now, if I have a crystal and the crystal is powerful, I can use the crystal for good or I can use the crystal for evil, right? So in essence, the image itself is what I'm trying to get at. The image itself can be used to uplift or the image itself can be used to shut people down with fear and confusion. Mm -hmm. So when we see Jay-Z, he throw up that sign. For those of us who are resonating on a frequency that know the power, we might get tickled inside. We might get charged because we understand and we recognize. But for those who have been programmed, the masses, when they see mm -hmm. that, they immediately shut down. Now, I say all of that to say this. Even the dead have to be brought to a certain state of awareness for these devils to move on with the next plan and what they're doing. So mm -hmm. Jay-Z is serving the perfect role because he, listen, I've been doing this for 10 years, and he put out two videos and has already woke up more people, or I'm, I'm putting up parentheses, than we could ever do. You follow? Mm -hmm. But not for the purpose of freeing our people, but for the, for the purpose of shutting our people down. But we still must, even the dead must still be aware of these archetype symbols, in my humble opinion, oh. for them to even move on with the next stage of what they're trying to do. Now, I saw mm -hmm. Jay-Z's new book cover. Did you see the book cover? Jay-Z Decoded. Jay-Z Decoded. Go figure that out. But Jay-Z Decoded, you can see, you, you can see the go to Mendes if you look in there. It, it, it's blatant to me. But at the same time, it's an ink blotch. So it's sort of like it's, it, it's playing on, on your subconscious mind. But I also think what Jay-Z is doing is just trying to capitalize off this so-called conspiracy down. It's the conspiracy behind the conspiracy. Because right. that on to the next video was blatantly just to throw it in people's faces and to get people talking about something that they're on to the next. So now we know about the so-called Illuminati. They're on to the next. The fact that it's out like that makes you know that it's no longer relevant information. And he told you we on to the next. You can have this. we on to the next. So we got to be very careful uh, with these trigger words, because the programming ones, extreme. I don't even talk about this anymore. I'm being honest, because every time I run up on a brother and I want to get into a deeper conversation, uh, the minute I, I mention one of the trigger words, ball game, and the programming runs deep. Right. You know? Mm. So, again, like I said, um, you know, it, it's a conspiracy behind that conspiracy when you have Rick Ross putting out a song called Freemason, and we understand the science of all that, but for those who don't, when you hear that word Freemason or you hear Satanic or you hear Illuminati and you don't have a greater understanding of who we are, yeah. all you do is shut your sensory perception down. Oh, That's what Inception is all new, about. That's the new boogeyman catechism for the Negro. Right, right. Right. You can be That's like, the new boogie Freemason, right there. Freemason, and they're going to, you know what I'm saying, some of them are hiding under the table. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my exactly. God. Even more so than something that's so obvious as Willie Lynch. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we have moved into a realm of, again, you know, once he said on to the next one, I mean, we got to be honest about the driving force of hip-hop. All right, and I want to take it back to the metaphysics again of what hip hop is 
as as we broke down in Blueprint 322, hip-hop equals 432 in Kabbalah, which connects it to Polaris. So hip-hop is the focal and central point of all global consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And hip-hop is a divination pathway through which man could become immortal merely overnight. So when you have a creation that encompasses that much power, right, whatever our higher, our higher power, higher sources, you know what I'm saying, vested upon us this particular vehicle of which man can use to now become immortal, which we could get back to our God self. So the slaves used Polaris or the North Star to get to freedom, right? Now, once your quote-unquote freedom is perceived, you can actually get it. You can use hip-hop to get your freedom off of this planet into a whole other realm. Uh, Tupac understood this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And other rappers understood this, that if your name lives on, you live on. That's immortality. That's right. Okay? So when you have something that's contained so much power on such a platform and it has now been sabotaged, then you're going to look at inverted magic. You know what I'm saying? You're going to look at the bizarro aspect of it. Now, whoever sits at that particular throne still has those particular powers and those particular abilities. The same as the Caucasian that gets into Fudun and can still call upon certain spirits. That's right. Spirits That's ain't right. biased. So he say on to the next one, right? So he automatically terraformed hip hop by bringing the, the esoteric occult symbolism into it on a uh, what do you call it? Uh, a overt level. It's not covert anymore. It's out in the open. Yes. So if he glides global consciousness, nothing will ever be the same again. But once he lifted the veil, of subsequently, which we lifted the veil prior to him lifting it, he has no choice. He has to lift right. it. Right? Because you mm-hmm. got to play with whatever the energy is at this particular time. He was already exposed. So what does he do? He says, I'm going to jump on the current, and instead of being exposed, I'm going to expose myself and throw a book out called Decoded. That's the conspiracy behind the conspiracy. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. We we got to know and understand that in this particular time, in this particular epoch, there's no such thing as nothing that's hidden. What's hidden has come to light, so the occult is now the mainstream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people need not be concerned or worried about what they see, but they have to understand what they see because that's you have right. to make a certain level of discernment. Because even though they're dressing up and coming into the skies as consciousness, it ain't all conscious. It's still part of an agenda. What do we say? We said in 05, when we was doing Four Corners, I said, Joe, the new wave of this shit is going to be consciousness. That's right? right. I remember. But it's going to be corporate sponsored consciousness. I remember. That's and why sure we got to watch J Electronica closely. Just going to throw that out there. You know what I'm saying? I love the brother's information, but I want to. I, I just want to watch closely because once they sanction somebody, you know what I mean? To right. hold on or, or, or bring in that, you know, be be their trailblazer for their consciousness or their brand of consciousness. Now, I'm not saying he is, but I'm simply saying I want to watch closely. Now, I saw him on stage with Diddy and all that old kind of shit, so I just want to watch, you know what I'm saying? Because they only need one. I say that all the time. They don't need to control millions. They just need one or two dudes that they, they can rock millions. with. That, that, that's going to control millions. That's going to rock right. with their agenda. And then they're going to be, again, where they want to be. And next you know we're running on a treadmill 
thinking we unveiled some stuff and, and now we're on a conscious realm and you'll be going to the store buying conscious CDs. You see what I'm saying? You'll be going to the store getting metaphysical MC shit now and once again the system assimilates and all of a sudden it's nothing. All right, let me now, build, let me build on that point real quick, brother, real quick. That's okay. one of the reasons. That's one of, the, and I and I tried to explain that to a, to some uh, business people that's with me, and they was like, brother Philip, you got to get your book here, you got to get your book there. I'm like, no, nah, brother. What happens is, is that when we get into these these uh, markets, certain markets, even even if it's not on purpose, even if there's someone who's not sitting up in a laboratory saying, man, we got to get this brother's book in here in order to get in front of it. Psychologically, it takes place because what happens is you become part of the mainstream, and when you are perceived mainstream or your information, and this is the power of secret societies or even have the damn password on your computer, when things are accessible, readily accessible, it automatically loses its value. So what happens is this Jay-Z guy and everybody else, they got in front of it. You're hidden right in plain view. Because now, all of a sudden, since everybody is digging, what we're doing is we're digging right past the obvious. You follow what I'm saying? We we just went. The, everything is at the lay at the surface now, and so we're going under. And when we go under, we're not necessarily seeing anything because everything has risen to the top, right in your face. But you've been conditioned to a not. We're looking for something so deep because we want to sound so deep. But mm-hmm. the darkness now is on the face of the deep. You understand? Yes. The darkness yes. is now on the surface of the deep. And so at some point, we have to reject, and I, I'm telling you right now, why mess with Alex Jones when you got Black Dot? Still yeah. Valentine and Russell. To hell with Alex Jones. That dude is corporate himself. There's no difference between Alex Jones and Russell Limbaugh. Both of them, yeah. as long as Alex Jones refused to deal with this true Zionist, so-called Jewish reality, and I don't call it a conspiracy, then he's playing right in the hand. He's throwing us off. It's, like, it's, just, it's just like spraying perfume on shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what what happens is that we now have to get out of this conversation about trilateral Illuminati and all that. We just got to leave that shit alone and call them by names. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. We now have to break down time. Time. Right. DuPont. Now it's time to say, no, I'm talking about these corporations. So now when you're giving me these images and you say, here's Shell, right, and here's AOL, and you, and you see all these, here's MasterCard, you know, all these different symbols then Brother Philip has to come back and say, well, such and such is the CEO of Shell, and such and such is the CEO of NASCAR. See, now all of a sudden, the hell with all those images. Let's get now. The images will point us to the man. See, the man of sin must now be revealed. The man of sin, not his images, his marketers. We getting, we getting caught. We getting thrown off. And the conversation right. should be, that dude right there is Satan, and we deal with him like we need to. Right. Listen, we've gotten to that particular time where I need to open the lines and allow the callers, you know what I'm saying, to make comments, concerns, or ask questions. So with no further ado, I want to open the first phone line. All right. Caller from the 803. Peace. Yeah, peace, family. Peace, family. Yeah, um, I had a question about... um, uh, the brother Pimp C who just passed away. Uh, I was listening to um Professor yeah, Pimp C. Yeah, hello. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was listening to Professor Griff going about it. Um, how um Jay Prince basically uh sacrificed him. So I just wanted to uh, know some uh some more info about that because uh, he was shouting out a lot of these rappers like uh. 
right. about them being gay and let me uh, let me let me answer that, brother. Uh, let me answer that real quick. Let me ask you that. I recently was with uh, with Professor Griff. We did a show in North Carolina. We did a uh, did, we did the concert. I was there with the Public Enemy concert, and we just did we did a book signing and a lecture. He and I together. I picked him up from the airport. He said, "Man, I just got a hookup." To Griff. I just, shout out to Griff. He said, "I just got a, a hookup uh, uh, email talking about the Jake Prince was saying he was kind of salty." saying that Griff was saying that Pimp C was Jay Prince's sacrifice. I said, now, I've been looking at all your videos, Griff, and, and it's a misunderstanding on that. And he said, man, I apologize if he made it seem as if Jay Prince or Pimp C was Jay Prince's sacrifice. That was not his intent. He's in the process right now trying to trying to show exactly what he meant because in the spirit or the flow of the conversation, you could take it that way, but if you really look at it, what he's saying is Pimp C was sacrificed or killed because he knew too much and he was he was he was exposed to some things and uh, Pimp C was giving signs that he was not gonna be controlled. Almost uh, you know, just he was he was aware of certain things and he was stepping out on his own and then subsequently Pimp C was found dead in his hotel room. He said what he wants to let it be known is that most of these rappers who have and these entertainers who are having sacrifices, they're not, it's not like, let me choose my sacrifice. You know, it happens like that, but what he wanted to explain to me was that there are individuals who are saying, oh, is that right? They'll choose the sacrifice. They'll do what they have to do, and then you'll come into an awareness that this is bigger than what you think. And so what that does is twofold. You have the spiritual sacrifice and everything and, and the ramifications of that, of that particular magic. But more than that, it's also like, nigga, don't fuck with me. That's you know, right. We have, we you have control you over you. You feel me? And nigga, don't, don't, don't step out. You know, and so you're starting to see, okay, you want to get down, you want to be on this next level shit, we're going to give you a peep into our dark room. You follow what I'm saying? And so this yeah. is the deal that me and Griff, Put, got together, and I was explaining the grip. I was like, well, you got to be very careful because, you know, when you talk about Penn C, you're talking about Jay Prince. Penn C is the South. Penn C, yeah, Penn yeah, C no they doubt, love him. No, no doubt, <laughs> you yeah. feel me? Yeah, so, he was one so, of my favorite rebels, bro. Right. Yeah. So what we're doing is, and what, what a beautiful thing, because of that, because of that right there, this is what I say when we have to be conscious and we have to understand what's taking place. Because of that situation right there, the Jay Prince getting irritated with grip, that causes us now to be linked up with Houston, with the Nation of Islam out there, Minister Robert and everything, and we're going out there for a whole week sometime in October, at the end of October, early early November, and we're going to have a sit-down conversation, and we're going to talk about a lot of these things. So we have to be careful because we're talking to an 85% population, and I say it's more than that, it's blind, deaf, and dumb, and they don't understand, they don't understand clear words sometimes. You understand? Yeah. And so what we do is we misunderstand, and what we do is we mix our perception with what a brother or sister is trying to say, and then we get some whole new shit that's called gossip, innuendo, speculation, and that can cause mischief, and that can cause bloodshed. So I wanted to share that with you all because this is an actual fact. This is went down. Pimp C was not the sacrifice the sacrifice per se of Jay Prince saying, okay, I want to be known. I want to be – because Jay Prince is already Jay Prince. So what does he gain for smoking Pimp C? Nothing. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. But when you got Jay Prince, Suge Knight, and a couple of others trying to get together to create a record company, then they, uh, there's no stretch of imagination that suggests to me that Pimp C could be used like, nigga, this is, a, this is a shot over the bow. Do you really want to go there? You follow what I'm saying? So that's one of the things that he's trying to show 
in, in this whole sacrifice type of thing that it's not like Jennifer Hudson has said, you know what, I want to be a star, go kill my parents. Come on. It's a lot deeper than that. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, I hope I answered that for you. Nah, thank you for that. Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, clearing that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. That. And, thank you, Paula. Uh, oh, oh, I, I wanted to uh, ask the brother to shout out his uh, website one more time because I want to get that book. Yes, indeed. Uh, Man, get down with it today. You get with it today, you get two for one. And the website is www.willylynchesnewestslave.com. Willie Lynch's newest slave dot com. Willie is spelled with an I E. All right, all right. I appreciate yes. it. Uh y'all giving out excellent information, man. Peace. Thank man. you, brother. Peace. Now, um, I just want to take a a a commercial break for a second and I wanna ask Brother Majestic, are you on the line? Hold on. No, he couldn't get in. I know Hakeem sit over here steam. That man said he want to get in. He got he's a hip hop conscious rapper and he want to serve us on something. And but he said y'all didn't open the line on him, so I won't put y'all on blast like that. <laughs> what up, Hakeem? What's up, Hakeem? Wow. Yo, ain't we hooking up uh, October seventh? Yeah, we're supposed to be getting busy October 7th. Yeah, somewhere in Jersey, right? In Jersey, yeah. We're going to post all that information to you. That's right. Like, just for our peoples out there, Black Dot, Brother Anthony Muhammad, uh, Hakeem from Channel Live, uh, I think Guru. I think the super producer Guru is going to be in the building. NY World, the Councilman Baraka. NY Oil, yeah. It's going to be crazy. We're coming through. We're coming through Jersey. We're going to tear it down for a little while. October 7th is the day. It's a Thursday. It's like from 7 to 9. I don't know the exact address right now. It ain't in front of me, but we'll try to get it to you before the show goes off. Right, right. Peace. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, Brother Majestic, are you there? All right, I'm trying to get this brother on the line. Because um, there's some, we have to do some work with this brother real quick. So I'm just trying to work this three-way. Um, let me open up a line real quick for another caller because we have our hand, we have these hands up. I'm gonna go to the 609 284. 609 284. Peace, God. Peace, God. Peace. This is Brother Troy calling from Jersey. Hey, what's good with uh, you, brother? What's going on? Yeah, I wanted to. Well, uh, this is an excellent show. I mean, you know, I, I was riding the whole time. And I, you know, this this is a hell of a show. Um, I wanted to add on, but I always liken a record contract too is sharecropping, just because you, like I said, you can put your blood, sweat, and tears in something, can't own it, and if the yield, the yield from the harvest ain't right, what happens? You ain't going nowhere. You still on the plantation, and you been working to the next. <laughs> and you get trapped in with these multi-album deals, you're going nowhere. Yeah. You, you know how you could tell that the industry is being controlled on all levels? Because even, like, if you have a lot of private conversations with these so-called rappers, you see Snoop Dogg going in the Nation of Islam, you see all of these other artists, you know, trying to get down with the program behind the scenes, but these artists never even... They never even put out a mixtape. I know, I know. You understand? I mean, they never I, even I, say it on. They they never even put out 
they 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 try to say, well, you know, the the label won't allow it. Even on mixtapes, they won't spit knowledge or talk about what they know in rhyme form. But by, when you put the pressure on them, they start getting all deep and metaphysical on you. Yep. Yep. And Crazy. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I consider most athletes high price plays, but rappers, I mean, you know, they dangle two rappers on a string, and that's the one that radiates and illuminates the bullshit to the masses. And, you know, and, and like I said, I remember back, you know, coming up, man, I remember Tuesday, you go to the record store, man, it was multiple records coming out. Now, there's nothing. And you get a, a, a fat prison guard named Rick Ross, named after freeway Ricky Ross. And, and this is the this is hip-hop now? Young Jeezy, this is hip-hop? I, I, you know, and then it's even the crazy, the same phone is that they use that energy and now, you know, I'm 37 years old, and I have a conversation with somebody, and they want to tell me Eminem's the best rapper. And, you know, and I got grown people ready to fight me when I like it, you know, when I tell them who this dude really is. All right. You know, it's, it's like I said, it, it's sad. It's sad. But, you know, what you're saying, get everybody together, and let's, let's, let's take this thing back, man. We got to do it. We got to have a mission. We got to have a plan. And it has to start on the ground level. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, I mean it's got to be an organic movement that the people are so fed up with what they're hearing and listening to. And these young artists, there's a lot of them who on the surface, they act like they, 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 they're not with the industry, but they're dying for a record deal. Oh, you know what you lying about that? <laughs> so they act like they're against it, but they really, deep down inside, they want to be a slave. Really deep down inside. Those are not the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones who are free, the ones who want to be free, the ones who would sell see when you love hip hop, you do hip hop for free. I right. love hip hop. I did hip hop for free and had the greatest I didn't start getting stressed about hip hop until I tried to get a record deal. I had yeah. to go through all that bullshit. That's when the stress in my life came. But when I was just on the corner being creative in the lunchroom, blowing with the fellas, it was it was the greatest moment ever. That's oh, why when oh, yeah, we did black, this super hey woo joint, uh I, I was free. Right, I got your book too, man. I got your book, and uh, if you oh, know my you. Facebook page, I got that as one of my favorite, uh, my favorite books. Um, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. And um, also, I will be picking up. I will be going to their website in a second to grab those books. I'm, um, you know, like I said, you know, with that whole death camp situation, the funny thing, man, it, it seemed really like, like a whole lot of homosexuality was going on at the top because uh, y'all. Left well, that's out a whole another lecture. That's a whole another lecture, bro. Oh, okay, we you really y'all left out Kevin Lyles' faggot ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole nother lecture in itself. We have to do that part two when we can get into all that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, man. Y'all post the information about the seven, and I'll be up there. I'm on right here, sir. New York ain't gonna watch skipping a jump away, man. All right, all right. Look, leave me on the line. I'm gonna keep listening. Let's have a call get through. All right. All right. All right. Um, Thanks. brother Majestic, are you there with us? Yeah, I'm right here. Right here. All right. right know the ledge. Okay, this is gonna be a short commercial for the Nodalesh family. This is uh, Brother Majestic that is on the line. This brother uh, is, um, introduce yourself real quick, Brother Majestic. Uh, first of all, let me say, be the power, live the power, for we are the power. Uh, what I'm, I'm a brother in the community to get down and do for one and all. And uh firm believer, firm believer in the protection of the all. For without the all, 
we can't get done what we need to get done. All right. All right. And, uh, and let me just give, give thanks for everybody to do and put in what they do. All right. Okay. Uh, this is a this is a, a a conscious movement, or shall I say, uh, uh, African centered, or uh, African centered, uh, for lack of better term, public announcement. Right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people heard of the uh, situation that went down a few nights ago in relationship to uh, Brother Red and Brother Blue Pill and Brother Ampu. Okay. Well, as a result, as a result of that, you know, by by some sisters, sister I said, sister Nicole. Now, as a result of that, and I, as a result of that, we had a meeting, and in that meeting, in that council, we got to the we got to the root core of it, and what we found in that intuition, I might be pronouncing that wrong, was that the brothers and the sisters came in willingly, voluntarily, and stood up for their position and made their claims known. And after looking at it and asking questions, it was found it was found that there were there were to be ramifications on all parties involved. And within and within that Everything was agreed upon by all parties. As a result, that situation would no longer at any time should be talked about or put out in any form of fashion. Now, by any party. And y'all, y'all have to excuse me. I'm driving and I'm in the ATL and it's it's crazy. It's you know it's it's Friday night, so they all yeah, out yeah. here. I know how it is uh, out here. Yeah. Well, um, there, were, there were slanderous yeah. remarks made, and people's names were mentioned, and all kind of accusations that were baseless that were mentioned. What I need you to do, brother, as a result of hearing both sides of the stories and being one of the people who was able to, you know claim, you know, a neutral stance, even though on the show that you appeared on, you didn't claim a neutral stance because you didn't know both sides of the story. I want you to basically clear up whatever was said, even for those who never heard it, so we don't we don't live in the world. Because confused communication breeds disunity. And what we're doing and what we've done is we're standing on our square, on our moral square, to say that if there's any kind of issues within the community if we want to call this a community if you want to call this a society there are rules that you got to abide by i spoke about this earlier with the whole contractual thing this is not the wild wild west this is not a situation it's not a community where individuals who have personal gripes with other individuals could try to drag another individual into the fray to try to disrupt 
the uh, support that they're getting, to try to disrupt the love that they're getting, to di- try to disrupt the movement that they're creating because they have personal issues with a friend of that person. So what I need you to do, brother, is to clear the air because it was said on the show that they're going to let Brother Majestic, you know what I'm saying, be the judge or be the one to tell the community if everything is good or if everything is wrong. So you were there, and you heard you heard the accusations, and you know what's going on. So I need you to basically clear the air. Now, I just heard everything you said, Brother Phil. And, see, that's going to carry it into a whole nother realm, which don't need to happen. But what I will say is this here. Everything that was, everything that was said was said in that meeting for those particular reasons. All right? And those reasons were given to you and everybody else that was on the line, and not 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 nobody, nobody involved mm-hmm. denounced, denounced what they were accused of, what the claims were made against them, not you, not none of the sisters, not none of the other brothers, denounced the, 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 the claims that they were accused of, first and foremost. Second, I said, as a result of listening to the sisters, that if any brother, any brother, misused a sister in any form or fashion, need to be seen about. Yes, indeed. Now, now, and 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 I stick to that. However, after hearing both sides, I seen there was a cause and effect. Look, look. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute because we're gonna, we're gonna, we gotta, what we gotta you, clear. What you doing? All right, go ahead and talk. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me do it. All right. Now, the claim that the that sister had against you personally, you agreed with. That I and didn't support played, the elder on, fund. That I did not hold support on. the elder fund that I helped create. Yes, I agreed that I had a lot of things that I was doing, and therefore I was not able to but, support but see, no, the charity. See, brother Phil, hold on, hold on, brother Phil. No, because what, what, look, look, brother Majestic, because for this, there was for a lot of to accusations. Be, because this, we're going to talk about this on the uh, Wednesday show. There was I mean, accusations. You can talk about it on made. every. You can talk about it on every show, but you got to believe this. When you do that, when you do that, you just went against the straight up agreement that you agreed with. So that there, that there, that no, 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 brother. That brother. was the agreement that you agreed with, and brother, and, and, and see, that ain't was, that ain't necessary. Was, my agreement was to clear the air about what was going on. My agreement was to clear up any accusations that was made against me. My agreement was to basically go through you and not go through the sisters to deal with this situation. So my agreement is as stands, and I'm standing on my agreement. But All right, bro. When you, know publicly, you know what? You know what? You really put out there, it was publicly put out there that I basically disrespected somebody, and that's not basically what happened. It has an issue to do with me not giving up money to a charity that I helped create. I need to clear the air, brother. And we, okay. we explained that okay. when we had the now, conversation. You, so I'm not breaching any contract okay. by, by admitting that. So what I'm saying is this here. When the, when, the, when the positions came out, the ramifications came out, 
it was all agreed upon. Within that ramification, it was also stated and agreed upon that this that this would not be communicated in any platform in its totality. All right. So for you to sit for you to sit here and say that you know that you're going to do a show discussing it on Wednesday is out of is is out of that agreement. Brother right or wrong, brother Majestic. We made an agreement that the show that the attack was taking place on would be the show that we would come on and clear the air. No, no, no. What was agreed on is on that show, a statement will be made at the beginning and the end of that show, like I'm making in this show. You're making too broad of a statement, brother. You're not making a correct statement because the statement that was made is if there was an accusation made about a person. For the people who might have heard that show, what I need for you to do or whoever else is involved in the situation is to clear the air. Clear my name. Get you know my what? Name up out quit, of quit. I'm going to tell, tell you straight up, bro. I'm going to tell you straight up. All right. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. But if you're going to get in the way of it, I'm going to back up off of it and let the chips fall where they may. All right? Now, I'm willing to do that, and I'm doing it this way because it's not it's not for everybody to know. What was done in the council right. was done in the council. So Francis. stop that, man. Stop right. that, man. You know, when I, tell, when I tell the people... When I tell the people that everything was was agreed upon, ramifications was given to everybody involved, all right, upon agreement of that, trusting, trusting just like they showed up with their accusation, that they will follow through, all right. Now these brothers, these brothers are are to be supported for their good works. And as they continue, their works should be done good and should be received good. Now, as a a result of what went down, and things did go down, and like I said, everybody agreed upon it. We don't have to get into the mud. That don't do nothing for the liberation of our people. And if we don't stand by that, then we, 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 we fucking agents and don't even know it. Exactly. Brother Majestic, All right. now let me say this. hold on one second. Okay, Brother Bluefield. I want right. to say thank you for what you had brought forth and the conversation that took place. I want to apologize to the family if this is coming from left field and people don't know what's being discussed at this particular time. But in the harmony of this particular conversation, and in the harmony of the collective conversation, which is dealing with hip-hop and the manipulation of the art form, you know, I want to be mindful that the collective meditation that we do is coming up at 11-11. And what needs to be done collectively is a meditation for healing overall for this entire process. Beautiful. That the love be sent to you, that the love be sent to the sisters, that the love be sent to our brothers that are engaged and, and contractual slavery via hip hop, that this 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 overall time needs to be used for healing. Period. So at eleven eleven, we're gonna go into our meditation for that particular purpose, 
and we'll be back at 11.14. So that's the energy that we want to use for healing, you know what I'm saying? And understand this whole collective aspect of family must come together, you know what I'm saying? And and forgiving is not beyond us, you know what I'm saying? So that's right. That's right. With, with that in mind, you know what I mean, I definitely want to allow the family to prepare themselves for the 11-11 ritual. I'm with that wholeheartedly, brother. All right, and I want to definitely say thank you for being a man of your word and coming forth and doing what was necessary, you know what I mean, and I apologize if there was any misunderstanding. Granted? Granted. Granted indeed. I'll shake today. I say. So I we will see, see you all for y'all leave, though. We definitely will see you, brother. We'll be here, you okay. know what I mean, we'll reach out and we'll go somewhere and break bread and have a, uh, you know, a discussion face-to-face. Right, right, indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, so I'll see you back at 11.14. All right. All the callers. Peace, peace, peace to the family. Welcome back. Um, like I said, Black Dot, are you still with us? Black Dot's in the building. Yes, sir. Brother Muhammad, are you there? 
Brother Muhammad, are you still with us? Okay, Brother Hakeem, are you there? All right, let me see if these brothers' lines that got dropped and whatnot. Um, like I said, uh, pardon me, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, if uh, I was getting kind of out of hand. But, um, you know, I have to be very critical about, you know what I'm saying, things that are going on with the, within this community. And um, like I said earlier, we have to be more responsible about the things that come out of our mouths. We have to be more responsible about these public platforms that we are all standing on. And um, we definitely have to be more responsible about the messages that we send to the people that are listening to us. So that's all I got to say. All right. But um, let's see if these lines are open so we can get to some callers because I know they had hands were up. See if the call queue is up. Yeah. Call queue is dropped, so it's it's us, Doc. All right, let's get it in. All right. You have previously just finish I don't know if you're finished wrapping up the books, but I know that you're in the process of how many? Two or three? Uh three new books. For three early, new books. Uh, Two thousand eleven. Uh of course hip hop recoded, uh, which will be more on the lines of the first book, but I I wanna take it a step further, uh put it back together. I didn't want to just break it apart. Uh, Parents, Teachers, and Mentors Guide to Understanding Hip-Hop. That's going to be something I'm going to use as a gateway to get into the Board of Education Uh, because it's one thing to talk about it, and and as the brother uh, Muhammad was saying, when you're preaching to the choir, when you're talking to those who already know what time it is, what's the point? But a lot of our young brothers and sisters inside the school system need this information, and a lot of the teachers need to have a new system or a new way to uh, bring this information to our children still within their structure. So that, of course, I'm going to do a life story. Uh, I got a real interesting story, real interesting story. So um, that's what's popping, man. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. Definitely. And um, as a result of finishing those books, are you going to be taking, uh, are you going to be getting back on a lecture circuit? Yes. Uh one thing about me in particular, if, if I don't really have nothing to say, then I, I really won't come out and speak to the people. I mean, I say that because, you know, Virgo being the hermit, you know, but we also ha- have that light with us. When we have something to share, we want to come share it. So I don't want people to think I'm not still actively involved with what I do. But how many? I, when it comes to hip-hop, I, I done baked it, I done sautéed it, I done fried it. I done put onions in it. I done stewed it, brewed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in terms of, and then, you know, you, you you get to the point where people are asking the same questions, which force me to, to give you the same sort of answer, and then it gets redundant. So everyone needs to take time off from so they can study more, and that's why I'm in the stage of now studying so I can bring you the next chapter in what Black Dot wants to, to, to deliver. 
And um, that's what it is. But uh, every now and then I'll do, you know, something like, for instance, next Saturday. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, next Thursday with Hakeem and Brother Phillip. We're going to be out in Jersey. You know what I mean? Okay. We're going to be out in Jersey, and I think I have the address. Let me tell you who's going to be on the panel. It's called Willie Lynch's Newest Slave, uh, the Hip Hop Nation. And the panelists will be, of course, Brother uh, Muhammad, Councilman and Central High School Principal Raz Baraka, Music Engineer A&R Producer Young Guru, Columbia High School Teacher and Activist T.J. Whitaker, wow. author of Hip Hop Decoded, The Black Dot. Um, and that's going to be October 7th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the uh, International Youth Organization at 703 South 12th, Newark, New Jersey. So seven. Jay Z's engineer, right? That's Jay Z's engineer in the building. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. gonna be kind of cool. So he you should have I mean? some very interesting information for the family. Yes, yes. So that again, the address is 703 South 12th. Newark, New Jersey, you know, I'm not too familiar with any cross streets or things of that nature, but that's what it's going to be, uh, so it, all, it should be interesting. So for certain uh, things like that, I'll come out, I'll, I'll, you know, get it in. I see your boy on the cover of, of Fortune Forbes magazine again, huh? Yes, he, uh, he's on the cover with the brother, uh, not the brother, but with Warren Buffett this time around. Yeah. And um, as you know, Warren Buffett's favorite commodity is LeBron James. He publicly said that that uh, he's going to be the next, not sports superstar, but the next, basically, the the next global superstar in terms of, you know, and that's, that's cold language for all of these Jewish investors and other people who are in the game to invest in his brother and get behind him because whatever agenda that they may have, they basically could get it sold to LeBron. Right, right. I, exactly. It has nothing That's to exactly do with it. He could dunk. It. Yeah, it don't got nothing to do with it. I like his tats, and he could dunk and all of that. It's basically this brother came into the game at 18. He's fresh. He's young. He'll be with us for another 30. So we basically need to throw as much money as behind this guy, puff him up like he's the biggest thing happening. Because remember the campaigns. The King James, King James, King James, believe, right. witness, witness, and all of this right. stuff. So exactly, they went. In, you would think he had six rings like Kobe. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? So now, when listen, he does he receive his ring, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm and saying? He when he does his sacrifice, yes, he, he sacrificed the whole city of Cleveland. He said, "I want all y'all to be a witness." Yeah, basically. And got on you know prime time up in in yeah. Greenwich. Talk and about giving that money to the boys' club, and that's the richest boys' club, because that's the richest part of America. Exactly. So that boys' club exactly. need no money up there, so all of that is a part of that ritual. And uh, he basically sacrificed that whole city of Cleveland. Uh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember, what's 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 Wade's number? Three. What's Boss number? One. And what's LeBron's number that he changed to? Six. So you got John three one six, and in that order because it was Wade first, then it was Bosch, then it was LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So the three kings. You know what I mean? A lot of three king rituals be going on these days. 
That yeah. was the Three King ritual, and all they uh, they kept inaugurating it when they were on stage. The Three Kings, the Kings, these are the Kings, Miami. These are your Three Kings. Mm-hmm. And it represents I mean? also a new beginning because when you add up all those numbers, you get to number one. So you know it's a new beginning for them. The Three Kings yeah. ritual, the the sacrifice which which propelled and made all this possible. Uh, the eighteen questions asked by. Uh, Jim Gray, of course, Gray representing confusion. Let's be real. You know what I mean? And he chose yeah. Jim Gray. He paid Jim Gray to come out and ask him those questions in that candid way. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. And in Greenwich is where um, I believe that's where the clock, that's where, they, that's where the, base, the clock for the uh, U.S., you know, the, 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 hold on. Huh? Yeah, the Prime Meridian is in Greenwich, England. Wow. Wow. Clash of the Meridians. Yeah, so him in Greenwich, Connecticut is basically, you know. Just... And it's exactly 33 miles from New York. So, uh, you know, all that's lined up. You know what I mean? Indeed. So Indeed. Now, now, and he probably had to suck, suck Warren's ass or something. You know, you know you got to do that. Old smelly little man. white man, you know, they got to do something. Let's, let's, let's keep it 100. I mean, once you did it once, they, you know. Yeah, it, it, it all tastes the same shit. They jump off. They pass them around like a jump off. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So you saw J.D. Sit, sitting there all stoic, uh, you know, because I watched a little bit of the interview. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it, it just was bananas. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that y'all might have brunch and everything. And, and, you know, they shoot the shit about stocks and whatnot. But when do you start talking about, and this is a rhetorical question, like when you start talking about investments that's going to help your people get ahead? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? When you talk about, yo, Warren, I'm glad that I caught you. Listen, we could go ahead and get a 1,000 Mac computers for Marcy Projects or shit, you know, we can help, you know, why, why Why don't we come together? Why don't we show, you know, why don't we match, like how he talks big baller talk. I match your 100,000, I'm going to match my 100,000 to your 100,000. So how about I match my 2 million to your 2 million and we go feed some children anywhere. You could go to the Shah. You could yeah, go to Miami. Exactly. You could go to BK. Everybody's hungry at this point because the money is messed up. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So at what point... When when you know when you get around these people, when you start pressing them and basically making it so the people could be like, well, goddamn, he didn't take that meeting for um, you know, he didn't he didn't take that meeting with Warren Buffett for naught. You know what I mean? He utilized that that instance to do something. But it's like the brother Philip A. Muhammad is saying, we're dealing with forty million dollar slaves at this point, five hundred million dollar slaves. That's right. You understand? And these, these these Europeans understand the power that certain other individuals hold in their hand. The yeah. access to the millions of minds. So you don't run after the 800 million. You get the one who has control of the 800 million, and you rock him to sleep. And you have right. him serve your agenda. And you have him push whatever is going on. He you know what I'm saying? Because he becomes a talisman. He becomes a talisman. You know what I'm saying? He becomes the spellcaster via the master sorcerers and things of that nature. For what? For money? 
Exactly. For to to make it to to make it to your billions, so you go down in history as being a billionaire. Is that what it's about at this point? When well, yeah, money ain't really about. shit. Yep. What's like how is it that these dudes? Huh? What's up with the number four hundred on the Forbes cover? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I know. I know in Hebrew that's a cross. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, what is he saying? He's bearing the cross. I mean, you know, we, we, we these these dudes are so sinister in their thinking and what they're doing that it's crazy. You know what I mean? That's so what I'm we saying, gotta like, stop paying close attention. But then, to, uh, but then, because he's this not is what I'm saying, there, and he's on the cover. Yeah, yeah. But then you read in 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 a, in a brother Muhammad's book about the Jewish gangsters the Bugsy Siegels of the world, the Meyer Lanskys of the world, these Jewish gangsters who came together in the ghettos of New York, the ghettos of Brownsville, Brooklyn. I'm talking about, you know, you got dudes living in so-called ghettos now. I'm talking about real ghettos, true ghettos. That's where the world When the minute from. you came out your door, yeah, the, 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 world ghetto, the word ghetto that everybody is so proud to be a part of these days actually comes from a, the Jewish settlements and whatnot. You know what I mean? And it wasn't soft out there. Oh, no. So Definitely you got wasn't. these. Damn sure it wasn't. You know, it's it's, it's considered. They, that's what I'm saying. Like, we so arrogant and we so boisterous with ourselves that we walk in these hoods and shit with our pants hanging down. And we proud that one side of the street got a murder beef with the other side of the street, got a murder beef with the dudes on the corner, got a murder beef with the niggas around the corner. You know what I'm saying? And we, we feel like, yeah, you know, I'm shit tough out here. You know what I'm saying? People respect me because I, I can name out a certain address and whatnot, not knowing that that ain't even tough. Exactly. Like it was it was way realer than that, and Caucasians was turning it up. Mm-hmm. So here you have these families that came out of this ghetto that came together, you know, if, if you want to talk about gangster, if you want to talk about the personification of gangsters, you have these individuals who got together, put their bread together, and built what you know now as Atlantic City, and built what you know now as Las Vegas, and built what you know now as Hollywood. And then you got these patsies like Jay-Z and all of these other individuals that come along, and they get money, and they have not built a goddamn thing. Nothing. Zero. You understand? They haven't produced anything. Real quick, I want to interject. Kabbalistically, the number 400 means wives, it means witches, and it also means sack. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he getting Eddie Long's trope. I was going to say that. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yes. We're going to go to Eddie Long's church on Sunday when he do the press conference with the camera oh, on yeah. his ass. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. gotta be, get be you know we man. gotta we gotta be there and people that's what I'm saying like all of this stuff ties in together you gotta do the knowledge on any long and don't be surprised because who for 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 the society that the college that Eddie Long and these other so-called black pastors had to go to is these colleges are directly tied into the Vatican. That's right. That's right. You got to go see the Pope. That's right. Especially Eddie and um, TD and all of these, you have to yeah, go see the Pope to get sanctioned. All of them. Yes. And you know what that meant. And you know what that meant. You know where they was at. All right. You know what I mean? It's getting that holy water sprayed on them. 
That's right. You know what I'm saying? So they get molested. Then they send them back to molest the communities. And this was going down when, when they when they were turning, uh, you know, when they started uh, deputizing the, the Negroes and whatnot in slavery days to become Negro preachers and whatnot, when the master in the house was turning them into preachers and had them put their people under mind control, what you think was happening then? Go see goodbye, Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. It's always been about turning innocent young boys into, um, you know, I don't even want to say the word because this is yeah. a family show. You know what I'm saying? But it's always been about that. And this is a it's like a vampire uh, uh, kind of scenario where if you bite one, that one will go bite others, and those others will bite others, and then those others will bite others. Henceforth, fast forward, fast forward to what we see today, we live in Rome. When in, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, do. The and they Romans took their shit and ran with it. I think the Romans might be like, damn, they get it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, they doing shit to make the Romans um, turn another cheek. Blush, the Romans is blushing and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, this Eddie Long thing, like I say, this is this is the 2012 uh, prediction. The destruction of organized religion via them being outed. So, we had the Vatican get outed. You know what I mean? We got rocks being thrown. Yes, this week he had to go to meet the queen. You dig what I'm saying? To basically clean the image up. Mm -hmm. He ain't even get no press on that. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So you know what it was. Yeah. And then you're going to see systematically your athletes, as you're seeing in, in, in the media, all of that's coming down, all of it. From ministers, athletes, T.I., mm-hmm. rappers, all of it systematically, all you got to do is watch. You see it's over. Yeah, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's a done. rizzle. It's a rizzle. And on the cusp of that, like we're saying, is when the organized, when the, when the Willie Lynch slaves come down, the free man comes in. You understand? When they fall, you rise. When Hollywood falls, independent filmmakers, Nollywood and Bollywood rises. Mm-hmm. When the churches fall, the MU, metaphysical underground, rises. Rises. That's right. Spiritual, the spiritual uh, uh, groups, they're supposed to be rising. So when one thing falls, you have to know that we live in a world of dualities. Everything doesn't fall at once. When one thing falls, another thing rises. If you study history, it always will repeat itself. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing new under the sun. You can't rewrite this thing. You're not the architect. So when one thing falls, another thing rises. It's dictated like that. So what is rising? Because I I could tell you one thing. Shit is falling. Every day. At a rapid pace. Yeah. Every day. At a rapid pace. You know what I'm saying? The Internet... It's like Galacticus is eating up everything in its path. Mm-hmm. As nefarious and, and, and you know, um, you know, people have conspiracy theories when it comes to the purpose of the net and the web, World Wide Web and things of that nature. And I do know that there was a military program prior to it being a program that me and you use today. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know that there's implications behind its true meaning and whatnot, but what I do see is it's akin to what Galactus was. Galactus came and swallowed up universes and worlds and things of that nature. The Internet killed the radio star. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The Internet killed the um, the, the, the Hollywood movie, uh, uh, the, the grip that they had on the people. The Internet killed certain levels of ignorance. You know what I'm saying? The miseducation that the people were under, the Internet brought a, a certain amount of knowledge into the game. So like you yeah. did say, there is a gift and a curse. So of course there's a duality. It's doing all of this, and it's doing something else simultaneously. But what it's, what it's doing is it's creating a platform for you to basically have a global audience and get your word out. Real talk. That's right. That's real talk. If utilized yeah, I mean, correctly. You know, I mean, you, I, I can Google a fucking chat on a piano and it's got 10 million hits. Shit, I'm trying to drop some science, you know what I mean? Got a few hundred hits. Shit's crazy. Fucking cat run across the stove. 10 million hits. <laughs> I mean, but you use that as a barometer to, to, to get an understanding of just where the consciousness of the people is. But it has... Yeah. It has, at the same time, given you an opportunity to reach people you could not reach before until they try to, next stage is restrict the Internet. Yes, and yes. What can, that, that's the next move because too much real information news is happening every single moment. And it's brothers and sisters on the grind with their camera documenting real stories that they can no longer cover up on the 11 o'clock news because it's not as close-knit and systematic as it was 10 years ago. And yes, that's indeed. what scares them. That's that's the fear factor in reference to that, because if some shit happened on my block, I got the camera, bang, bang, I'm on it. And I can give you a true journalistic point of view of what happened on this corner on this particular day. Yeah, so 2010, with the technology that's available and with the different groups that we have out here, whether it be Black Panthers, Nation of Islam, Moors, um, the Wabians, I could run down the line. We got a whole list of them. You have platforms where you can actually become a news media uh, uh, channel. And, and for, in some instances, for free. For free, that's right. Now, there's no conscious blogs. And I'm talking about you might have a blog where you and your peoples, yeah, you know, y'all know about it, but I'm talking about to the level where it's known, to the level where they're writing stories that are relevant to what's going on within the community. They're writing stories that are relevant to everybody that's participating to take us to further levels of information. There is no blogs. There is no news channels. We could talk about blog talk radio, and that's beautiful and everything, but I'm talking visual, and I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about a straight-up news channel. So when I log on, I could turn on that news channel, and I could see what's going on within my community and whatever else is happening outside the community. If it's worthy to be um, put on a news channel, it's there. That's right. Like I told people before, the only thing that the news has power over on is interpretation. They sometimes they do show you the truth, but they have they have the power to interpret it. That's right. So you get caught up in their interpretation. In, in so their interpretation, and you miss the whole point. You miss the whole point because interpretation always has a spin on it. They practice this stuff. The executives and whatnot, they're spin masters. They call them spin doctors. Yeah, and they will give you a story. They will give you a story. 
And then at the end of the story, they say, well, but, uh, well, you know what it is. And this yes. changed your whole perception of the story they gave you. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like a Hegelian dialect and things like that. You know what I mean? And they play it on the unsuspecting public. You know what I'm saying? For But for the family who has waken up due to the information, perception is everything. And it's what you perceive that's the reality that you see. So many of us perceive the bullshit. Right. So when we see it, we see it coming before it even comes, and we're able to dismantle it and look directly straight through it and see the source of the truth, and that's how we're able to disseminate it. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have a news channel. And, they, and, and it's been said that media is one of the most powerfulest weapons used against the, um, the ignorant, mm-hmm. the masses who happen to be the asses. So we don't have news channels. So when many of us try to put our people on, we try to put our family on, we try to put our friends on to what we deem as consciousness and real information, we don't have a platform that looks efficient enough to where we can send them to that platform and let them figure it out for themselves. It's your word against theirs at the end of the day. They don't respect it because they're like, nigga, you the, you the same person that said you've seen aliens and whatnot. Get out of here. You smoke exactly. too much. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So we don't have a, a platform where it's done professionally. And they got, they got all kind of software. They got all kind of websites that can allow you to do that. Go look up the Young Turks. And there's plenty other news channels, independent news channels out there on on the so-called side of the enemy, or whoever you perceive the enemy to be, and they're going in. They're telling their story. You know what I'm saying? And they're informing their people. The people perish for a lack of knowledge. So we, we know that there's lectures being done. We know all of this stuff is going on. There's blog talk shows constantly going on. We know we could log on to Facebook and read the news feed. That's not enough. You know what I'm saying? That's not enough. The children are not listening to all of that. They're watching TV. And if they're not watching TV, they're on the Internet. And if they're not on the Internet, they're watching DVDs. So we got to go to where they're at. And now I'm talking about children from all – yeah, and they're listening to the radio. Right. So the infiltration – and the object of where it is that we have to battle for the minds, and that's what I'm saying. It's all about the minds and the hearts of the people. I was at the African-American Day Parade in Harlem last week, right? Nation, everybody was marching. They had all of these people marching. Nation of Islam came marching with their flags. I counted seven people. Four of them were elderly, right? No, no, not the nation. The nation of gods and earth, my bad. The nation of gods and earth had about seven to eight people Four elderly, two queens, and two other people carrying the flag and walking, waving at people. They're like, who are these people? The, the audience was like, what, what the hell is that? Then directly behind them, you had the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers was about 20 deep. Then directly behind them, you had the police department, who was about 50 deep. And they all had red, black, and green flags waving it. Mm-hmm. Then directly behind them, you had the Nation of Islam, that was about 50 deep. Brothers was out there, the sisters with the um, with the MGTU and all of that, the FOI was out there. Then you had the Masons that came out there 200 deep. Mm. They had white gloves on, aprons, swords, and everything. And for some people who was like, oh, look, the Masons, you could look at the other people and they were feeling them. Mm. They was like, that's 
power right there. I'm feeling that shit because they seen black masons and they seen they seen organization, they seen unity, and they saw numbers. So the masons succeeded. Yep. The masons succeeded in capturing, and there was no moors out there. They ain't seen no feathers. So they succeeded in capturing the hearts and the minds of people who are basically looking for something to join. And that's warfare right there. And that's, that they, that's how you build right there. You dig what I'm saying? That's how you grow organizations. It's about the demonstration at the end of the day. You're not demonstrating 